<laughs> yes. <sighs> Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. <laughs> K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hello. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? Happy Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Very happy mm-hmm. Thursday. Kids are going back to school today. <laughs> be good, behave, Ethan and Finn. Yeah. And, enjoy, and enjoy your... You've been warned, day. my mama. Yeah, yes. right. Enjoy like, your first day back at school like, and first day of school, the kids' school, Finn. Like that's awesome. going to help their teachers. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Yikes. All right. Let's kick off our stories this morning. Uh, first one up, the Department of Education Services said that they're addressing a foreign object that was found in a school lunch. They're apologizing yes. to the parent and the child. And they say that uh, there is an investigation afoot um, and that they take this matter very, very seriously and are committed to ensuring the safety and well-being of all of their students. Um, we don't What's, know what the foreign object is. What, why not? What's uh, the foreign object? Yeah. We're, we're putting some feelers out there to try to figure that one out. But we also know that this is not the first time that a foreign object has been found. Okay. Well, what, like what, a hair what was glass. It, what was it last time? <laughs> Um, I think it was a, like a piece of plastic or something. Oh, okay. So probably when they're unwrapping stuff to cook it, the plastic ends up in the food. Why not? Like who releases a, a press release that says <laughs> nothing or an object? Like what? What? Is, that's, now that's we want to know release. what it is. That's not a. That's not a news story. Yeah. Well, like what, that's, what is, that's, it's a piece of plastic. It's a piece of plastic. That's government for you. Oh. Well, yeah. you'll get we're, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Yes, we're going to. Yeah, it's always like I found this frog in my salad. You know, like you always find out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Foreign object. Yes. They, they clearly don't want to say, but I suspect by the end of today, I'm going to know exactly what it is. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Awesome. So what does that mean exactly? Even? <laughs> like an object that's foreign. Is it? Well, I think it just means. It's like like a UFO UFO it from, is it from another country? It's not meant to be. It's in just a there. UFO that's in your food. Come on. It's now. not meant to be in there. Foreign. <laughs> Oh, All right. Um, the oh, world's largest uh, cruise ship actually made a stop and an unexpected visit uh, to the Cayman Islands due to an emergency. So Wonder of the Seas, which is a massive ship, yeah. um, interestingly enough, stopped by. And everybody's commenting, like, aren't these the same mega ships who claim they couldn't come here? <laughs> you oh, know? Yes. Yes. Very mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, that is. So, you know, when they have a medical emergency, they sure can come. <laughs> but did they? Did the passengers get off? Um, I think it's just one person. Okay. That, that, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, so we got, we got one some person, footage. Not wow. 6, some footage of, um, yeah, we've got some footage of the, it looks like the boat that was, um, you know, behind them as, as they would have been bringing the, the person in. So we got, you guys got to go check it out. It's pretty cool. Some real footage coming from that ship. Um, but it is a massive ship, weighs Where's over two hundred thirty thousand tons, total capacity wow. of nearly seven thousand passengers. Wow! Yes, um, that's so my this worst nightmare. Of the, stuck on that ship. I agree with you. Yeah, this, this is one of the um, the um, Carnival cruise ships, and they had a little incident before this with a passenger going overboard um, in the vicinity of Cuba, Jeez. and um, yeah, so it's pretty pretty wild that it did come into our waters. Why does it always seem like it's a carnival cruise ship with passengers? Because <laughs> they own the vast majority of cruise ships, I think. I think they're the big boys in the world of cruise lines. Hmm. Hmm. 
So it's more likely to be them. It's just a numbers game. All right. So um, interest in the Cayman Islands insurance industry remains strong, according to industry experts. So the uh, Cayman Islands Monetary Authority uh, said that according to their licensing statistics for the second quarter of 2023, um, the sector is, uh, you know, vibrant and remains strong. So there are now 675 insurance companies licensed in the Cayman Islands. How many? 675. Wow. So there's different types of insurance companies, but yes, uh, $22 billion in premiums written and 71 billion in total assets. It's good for business. All right. Final final story of the day. Uh, We'd like to congratulate uh, women's basketball players because they will now be part of this year's Cayman Islands Classic for the first time. So the women's basketball um, teams will be joining the men on the court at the John Gray High School Gymnasium for the first time since the uh, tournament launched in 2017. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. Yes. Um, that's going to be pretty exciting. Equal rights. Finally. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So um, I'll, I'm, I'm interested to see what teams they get because they get some pretty good teams on the men's side. I mean, they're, they're awesome. So I'm looking forward to seeing equal representation um, in terms of quality on the women's side as well. Thank you, Sandy. We'll see you tomorrow for the headlines. Have a good one. You too. too. All right, folks. It's hard to believe that tomorrow is like Friday already. Woot, woot. All right. Let me grab one link. Um, We're going to be live on our social media pages. We're going to be live on the community page because I realized after yesterday that our Canadian friends are missing out. All right. About 15 seconds left. Give me one quick second here. Good morning to everyone. Buenos dias. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is 345-936-2626.
All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good people of the Cayman Islands. Rise and shine, Miss. Happy Thursday. What a gorgeous day outside. I'm seeing some cloud coverage, but not a whole lot. So I think we're going to have mostly sunny skies today. Isn't that amazing? We're going to get a um, check in on. um, Oh, my gosh. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is beautiful folks my apologies if you know you know if you don't well don't worry about it hope that everybody is having a fantastic morning hello the good people of the cayman islands how are you guys doing we got lots to cover this morning of course the phone lines are open 943 um 2626 is the telephone number that's 943 bobo yes phone lines ready to take your calls So yesterday we had a number of things. There's some things that we need to wrap up a little bit um, that I do want to spend some time on this morning. We went into um, a bit of overtime. The after show was live and pumping yesterday. uh, So make sure if you missed that, you know that you can always go back to social media. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. And for the moment, we're going to stream on two Facebook pages because, again, we are aware that our friends in Canada are having a bit of a ticklish time listening to the program uh, because of the Canadian government and Meta, Facebook and Instagram and Google, I should say as well, it's not just Meta, having a fight with each other. So the fight continues and it means that unfortunately our friends in Canada who enjoy listening to the program are unable to get any content on our page. I don't even know, can you guys actually see the page at all? Like I'm wondering how the block works. Like, I don't know, do you see the page and then the page just looks blank? Duran can probably tell me this. He was in Canada visiting last week and um, he had uh, the same issue. He was like, where's your page? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I don't see anything. And I said, hmm, are you in Canada by any chance? And he said, yes. So I just want to clarify what it looks like on that side. Obviously, I'm not um, running to Canada right now, so (laughs) can't see it for myself. 
Oh, but you know what I could do? Hmm. This is my brain thinking on the fly now. Um, what I could do is I bet you if I got on a Canadian VPN, maybe I could see for myself what it looks like. So we think the solution is to use a VPN service. Um, but, you know, one uh, listener to the program said that she tried that. It didn't work for her. But what I would say, folks, is not all VPNs are created equal. That's the God's truth. And so maybe she just try, needs to try a different one. But yeah, she mentioned last week on the 18th that, um, or before the 18th, I think it was, that she was struggling with trying to um, get to her page. Um, so big shout out to Michelle in Canada. But she was struggling trying to get to her page because unfortunately, like I said, there's this fight between Facebook or Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, and also um, Google versus the Canadian government. So essentially they're blocking a news media out um, in Canada. So Duran, um, do let me know if this applies um, to, like, do you see the page at all? Just not the post? Like, I have no idea how it works. But in the interim, um, if you want to listen to the show, we are also simulcasting it on our community page. Um, so, and of course, Facebook, YouTube is also good. Yeah. So spread the word. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Spread the word. All right. We want to make sure everybody who wishes to listen to the program is able to do so. Kind of crazy that in this day and age, um, content could potentially be blocked anywhere in the world. The thought of it gives me shiver, shiver my timbers. I'm just like, what? It doesn't make any sense. News should be freed for everybody. Free the news. Free the news. All right. Miss Vernita, good morning. Ervalyn is in the house. We got Miss Dean bringing it on strong in the Cayman Islands. Miss Morna is here. Everton, hello. Uh, we got Mr. Um, wait a minute. Junior, did you change your Facebook page? Leroy, is this a different page you're using today? Well, good morning nonetheless. Miss Dean is in the house. Olive says, I'm early, folks. Yay. Um, Olivia, hello. Oh, she. <laughs> Michelle says community page. I don't know what that is. I'm surprised that y'all don't know we have a community page. Hold on. All right, let me send her the link for the community page. Yes, we do have a CMR community page where we post um, lost and found items. We post community news. We have a community calendar, community events. It's called Cayman Mall Road Community. Go link up, find it, like and follow the page folks. And uh, that's the way to do it. So yes, um, we try to separate things a little bit. Although sometimes, to be honest, when somebody's desperate for a lost wallet, a lost dog, you know, we put it on the primary page as well as the community page because we know you need it urgent. We need to spread it wide and far and as quickly as possible. Husbands, we're only going to put them on the community page. If you've lost your husband, he's going to end up in the community page because he's probably it's not probably urgent that you find him anyway, you know. Once he's lost, well, might be time for divorce. All right, folks. Um, so this is what happened when she tries to be in Canada. So I had to watch everything on YouTube. Oh, so you could see the page. Oh, thank you, Duran, for sharing this. So basically, based on what he's saying is you can see the page, um, but you can't see the post. That's kind of, 
That's kind of messed up. I wonder if I change the page type to something other than, because I'm sure Facebook is doing it based on what type you have registered with them, like the categories. So I kind of wonder if I change that, if that would make a difference. Oh, poor people of Canada. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So another person, good morning, says you can see the page and not the content. Thank you. Uh, but if you use the internet app, Arialo, is that how you pronounce that? You will get all the content when in Canada. What is Arialo? It's an app. I've never heard of it before. Hmm. What is it? Let's have a look. Hold on. Let me see. It's Arialo. That says that's a travel eSIM and data plan. It's eSIM for travelers. By the way, I got to look into this whole eSIM thing. I'm, I'm so unaware of how it works, um, but I need to quickly learn before my trip in October because I'm traveling and I don't want a big rooming bill. Um, hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll look into that. That's interesting. <sighs> so, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So somebody's wanting to be added to the news group. You know what is so weird? This is just a little tech problem. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I have noticed that um when you try to add someone on WhatsApp, like a new person, I don't know. There seems to be take a time, although I've like saved them and everything. <clears throat> there seems to be this delay in when I can actually add them to like a group or whatever. So I think if this person saves me first, maybe uh, yes, I think if maybe she saves me first, then it'll, it'll somehow work. I don't know. Ugh, I don't understand everything tech wise. Sometimes it like doesn't make any sense. Miss Sonia is in the house. Diamond Princess is here. Jim says it was a beautiful ship. Did you see it yesterday, Jim? You right there on the waterfront. Um, we're going to talk about that here in a second. Wee Wee, Miss Sonia, Tammy, so good to see you. From Cairo, Egypt. Wow. Tammy, do you live in Cairo or are you just visiting? That's on my bucket list of places to visit. Oh, my gosh. The pyramids and everything. Amazing. I want to see it all in person, not just on TV. I got a whole bucket list of places that I have got to travel to. Mm-hmm. Look at one of my BFFs saying, Sandy, I already sent you some eSIM information. Are you paying attention, girl? Obviously not. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Emma. Aliano, hello, darling. 700, he says 675 insurance companies. Wow, we're talking about quantity. Well, they're not, they're not um, the type of insurance companies that we would be using. So we can talk about that a little bit. But just like there's different classes of banks and there's commercial banks, it's the same thing with insurance companies. So a lot of them are not, they're like reinsurance companies. They're not available for you to access. So um, yes, we can clarify that a bit. Strong will, Alicia, Everton, Andy. Morning to Miss Iva. She says, love the top. I hardly wear this one. I've had it in the closet for a while. I don't know why. It's it's kind of different at the top. So I find that I hardly wear it. 
And, you know, I think I need a little bit more room in the top as well. It is a little bit tight fitting. And, you know, when you have been blessed in this region by the good Lord with a, probably a little bit too much, um, sometimes you want things to fit like a little bit looser and have a little bit more elasticity. It's not like super tight, but I always feel like when I wear it, I'm like, eh, I don't know, but it is cute. Thank you, Miss Iva. I appreciate it. Patricia Blake is in the house. You guys are like Sandy, TMI. Marshall, Debbie, we need to do a walkthrough of Sandy's closet one of these days. Andrea, First Lady Jan. <laughs> Damaris is here. Lisa saying, buenos dias. Buenos dias, mamacita. Miss Bonnie from East End. Daisy, como estas? Uh, Donde estas, by the way? Daisy's all, she's always traveling, girl. She's all over the place. Um, good morning to Barbara G. Uh, Evelyn's having a chuckle. She she laughs a lot. Um, good morning, Mia Corbett Robinson from Auntie Morna. She's sending you some love. Duran is in the house. Mr. LeMay is here. Um, nothing from Cayman Mall Road, but you but you two worked worked last week. So wow, what a hot mess. I'm gonna try my theory out. I'm gonna test out a few things and see if there are any adjustments that we can make. Because listen, I don't particularly care how Facebook categorizes us. I'm not so sure that it matters um, from my end, to be honest. So I'm happy to um, maybe change it from media to something else to see if that would help make it visible. If it does, then problem solved. We can just leave it like that. We'll call it another community page because, hey, news should be for the community, right? So um, let me see here now. So I'll see if that if that could potentially be a workaround. Mm -hmm. So sorry to tell y'all, but the lizard I was telling you about last week that was in my house has reached his demise. Ugh, I keep telling these insects, but clearly they, they don't get the memo that the last place you want to hang out is probably my house. It's just not going to be, you know, a longevity kind of thing for you. So if you want to live long and prosper, don't come to Sandy's house if you're an insect. Okay. Thank you, Duran. This is what he sees. So you see the page, but then you don't see any posts. But you see how it says page, news, and media website? I'm suspicious that if we change that, that'll fix the problem. So let me tell you the lizard story. Um, night before last, I was going to the bathroom and I saw him on the top of the, the frame around the bathroom door. I saw him peeping at his head. I was like, oh, Marlon. And Marlon's like, uh, I ain't coming to deal with no lizard right now. I'm busy. I'm like, he's in the bathroom. Like almost. He was on the frame of the door going into the master. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, honey chow. Now you're getting a little bit too close for comfort. If you know what good for you, you better try and find your way back outside. <laughs> so anywho, mm -hmm, he didn't do that. Yesterday morning, I get in the shower and I saw him by the shower door. And I was like, oh, Miss Stacy, guess who I saw? The lizard. Marlon likes to call all lizards Clive. He's like, yes, leave my friend Clive alone. Anyway, Clive was on the frame of the shower door. So he went from the bathroom door to the shower door. And I'm like, oh, Clive, you're getting too close for comfort now, honey chill. This is not going to work out for you. I can see it coming. Anywho, 
Um, funny enough, he then uh, made it this morning. He's been <laughs> he's been kind of walking around the place inside of the shower. Oh my god! I was like minding my own business lathering up, having a perfectly good time. You know, everybody has a bathroom routine, right? You know, when you get in the shower, we're, we're creatures of habit. So, you know, I have my little routine. What I do first, I do, I do, I actually go in already pre prepared with the face. I do like a pre-wash of my face when I'm at the sink, brushing my teeth. I then put on my face, um, you know, wash with a cloth, disposable cloth that goes in the garbage because I don't want anything touching my face twice. So then I get in the shower and I have two rags, a body rag, a face rag, okay? And the face rag only touches the face. The body rag only touches the body. Just follow me. And so what I do first is I let the face wash stay on for a little bit. I do a, a wash, a pre-wash of the body, lather and soak of the body, right? And then there's certain parts in the body that don't get touched before the face. Capiche? Okay, follow the logic now. So then I do, then I wash my face. So as I was finishing the body wash, I saw this thing move in the shower with me. And I was like, hello, there's Clive in the corner of the shower. I said, oh my God, seriously, today is going to be your last day living, Clive. I'm sorry for you, but now you're getting a little bit too close for comfort. You're not supposed to be in the shower looking at me. So anywho, I, um, uh -huh. I said, let me hurry up and expedite <laughs> my showering this morning. So then I do the face, I do the cloth with the face, and I use really, really hot water because the eye doctor said I must do this because I have a little issue with my eyes sometimes. So you do a hot compress when you're in the shower, as hot as you can take it, and that helps the eyes. And so I do that, and then I wash the rest of my face, and I rinse that out, put that away, and then I do my feet separate. I do the other parts that I won't necessarily mention. So then they get washed separately. They have their own little special soaps and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they get hand-washed, believe it or not. It's better to hand-wash them than to use a cloth. There's a good, trust me, reason for that. Medical reason that you want to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to scrub it super hard. It's not necessary to scrub your privates like you're going out of fashion. You just take your time with them, be gentle. So then after all of that, then I normally do my feet for last. I do like a scrubbing of, you know, I keep the little um, foot scrubber in the shower. And then I have a specific soap that I scrub the feet with. And I was about to do that when Clive was trying to make his presence known. I was like, oh, Lord. So I had two possible solutions. I could have spent additional five or 10 minutes fighting Clive in the shower, which means that I was going to turn up the hot water and wash him down the drain. And that was going to be the end of him. But I was like, you know what? I can't really fool with Clive this morning. I'm going to let Miss Stacy deal with Clive. So <laughs> when I came out of the shower, I'm like, Stacy, we got a friend in the shower with me girlfriend, go get Clive because he looks like he's getting a little bit too close for comfort. And of course he ran out of the shower and then into the little like closet area. Poor Stacy, She's like, oh, these darn things. Anywho, yes, Clive, don't come back. Well, he's dead now. So sorry. Um, but you know, we always have one or two lizards in a house. And like I said, I don't mind them necessarily being around if they don't make their presence known, but they can't help themselves. They poop in your house. You see the little poopy things and you're like, oh, what's in here pooping? And then they don't have any food. So you know what they end up doing? They're going to be eating stuff, eating anything they can get their hands on. I think they'll even eat your clothes. So, you know, Clive, stay out on the back porch. That's my recommendation. Anyhow, um, mm -mm, what the heck is this news? 
All right. So let me um let me try something here. Okay, so what is Diaz to Miss Alba? Uh Paul, you getting some messages, some messages, some weather from that storm, huh? We're actually gonna look at what damage. Now listen, thankfully, I don't think there's been any loss of life. All of our Cayman friends and family or interests in Florida seem to be okay. But that does not mean that Florida, hey Michelle. Hi, Michelle. She's on the community page. That does not mean that Florida did not get its behind handed to it by Idalia. Florida got a whooping. My gosh, I was watching some footage this morning. I was like, oh, man, poor Florida. Damaris says, Clive the lizard. Yes, honey child. Him gone now. Mm-mm. Child. <laughs> Jim says, Lord God, you give me a good laugh this morning. <laughs> Live girl. Listen, there's a process. There's a process. It's so funny, um, Junior at Leroy. You're right. He says he's is he the one that works for the shipping company? <laughs> His name is Clive, too. By the way, Miss Debbie, any updates on your situation? Remember, uh, Mr. Anthony said yesterday he was gonna think about it. In case you guys missed it, Miss Debbie called in about the shipping company. Um and, um, you know, had a little bit of a situation where, uh, yeah, it's, it's, listen, my conclusion was it's over $75. Sometimes you just got to give people a helping hand with a situation. Um, you know, she's a senior now on a fixed uh, budget. And so I'm hoping he seemed like he might have been open to doing the right thing, but maybe he didn't have the power to do it. And it's so interesting when people have managers in their company and you haven't empowered them to actually make a decision. I'm like, are you sure they're a manager? Mm-hmm. Um, Paul said that Clive wants to be your bodyguard. Yeah, not in the shower. <laughs> he clearly does not know boundaries. Um, Lizette says, what's the name of the story? Clive the Lizard. Yes, honey child. Somebody else listening says, that's what you call good customer service where you just waive the $75 fee. Mm -mm. Um, if I ever see them in, key, in in your house, they won't last for long. I'm turning up that room. You see, I'm not really into the business um, of uh, dealing with them myself. <laughs> Somebody else has got to give me a helping hand. So, but yes, it's not going to... Um, But listen, if anybody has Clive, not Clive the Lizard's number, because he's obviously dead now, but the other Clive, anybody has his number from Ship to Cayman, let me have it because I'd like to speak with him. I think Anthony was open to the possibility of doing the right thing, but I think honestly, um, it seems like it was going to come down to Clive. I mean, yes, Clive uh, doing the right thing. So we'll see. Meh. All right, let me um let me try a little something something here. A little something something. Okay, can I change? I'm trying to see where this is in Facebook. Can we chill? Mm, um, Kevin, are you around this morning? I'm gonna see if I can change basic information. Let me just check check Facebook. Um, can I edit? Okay, news and media website. All right, let me edit this. I'm gonna change the category. Let me do community. 
community organization, community service. Let's do community organization. What else we got? We got actors, comedians. Sometimes we're actors over here, but not really. Um, we'll do blogger, or is that too close to news, you think? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's save it and see what happens. See, I want to know if they're doing it based on the Facebook category or if they actually do it based on the links that they that you actually share on the page. You see, I'm not sure what criteria. And you see, Meta isn't necessarily going to tell you that. So big shout out to a special Miss Jackie who is in Canada listening. <laughs> First name only. I see you, girl. All right, so let's try that and see if that helps. Uh, might take a little bit to propagate, you know, to fix itself. So, all right, let's move on. Enough about the Clives of the world, but if anybody has the other Clives number, link me. Okay, let me talk about a few things yesterday that kind of to kind of wrap up yesterday's segment. So, the first thing is um, the situation with the deputy uh, chairman of the um, business and staffing planning board having her company hauled up with infractions, immigration infractions. I mean, it's just such a shocking situation, quite frankly. I did mention yesterday that she works for, um, she's actually an HR manager, interestingly enough, at the um, CIAA, that's the Cayman Islands Airport Authority. They have issued a statement, which I will share this morning to make sure that we are all on the same page. And, um, you know, they have essentially said that prior to the show this yesterday morning, the CIAA were not aware of any issues or charges involving Ms. Dawn McLean Brady in her personal capacity or any other businesses which she's a director or shareholder. As a result, management will assess the situation and discuss matters with Ms. McLean Brady. And at this time, there'll be no further comment from CIAA pending the outcome of their internal review. So that is their official statement um, from the CIAA Board of Directors. I do believe, unfortunately, that it is um, an unfortunate situation. You know, as is usually the case in the Cayman Islands, folks, um, there's a lot that I don't say. Sometimes it's not necessary for me to say everything. And sometimes, despite what people think, I'm still trying to protect them as much as possible. Although they're in the wrong and they've done something wrong, they're going to have to be held accountable for what they've done wrong. But you guys know me mm -hmm. by now. And you know that one of my biggest pet peeves is what? A liar. When you, when you, listen, when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, okay, you got to just admit it. You guys know that little song? If, you, if you're parents of younger kids, I'm sure you got this song embedded in your head. Who, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? And it goes around the circle and they're like, not me. And eventually it comes around to, I'm trying to remember who did steal the cookie. Was it the baby? Somebody. And then he, at first he's like, not me. And it's like, are you sure? Or Johnny Johnny? Yes, Papa. Mm -hmm. When Johnny Johnny gets caught with sugar in his mouth, 
Of course, you know, he's going to fib that, no, I don't have sugar falling out of my mouth. We learn pretty early on as kids, it's probably not a good idea to lie. You know, our parent, well, some of your parents, some of y'all parents, we tell y'all to lie 24-7, so maybe not. But, you know, I know Dawn's mom, and I'm sure her mom would have told her, girl, just be honest. Sometimes you're going to fall on the sword. Okay, I, I, I'm too busy. You know, I haven't had time to focus on the business. All these people working for me didn't have work permits. That's true. Here's the thing. The things that I didn't say is the one young lady who ended up in court when they went immigration or WRC now, as they're properly called, went to raid um, them. And I hope I hope WRC is listening to me this morning because this is where they themselves need to do a better job at doing raids. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm going I'm to message them right now. Give them a second just to listen to what I'm about to say. When they go into business, you know, a lot of times they go in during um, business hours because they need to catch people in the act. Honey, child, you better close all entrances immediately, all exits and entrances immediately. Nobody going or coming, including customers. So you have an agent at the door. Click, 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 click. Lock all the locks. Front door, back door, bathroom door. When they went in to pick up the young lady that we were, um, that's in court, that's the one case that's in court. The other ones are going to be administrative fines. It's not just one person. And this is critical to know. But when they went in to nab her, there were others who also were in the same situation as her, working and don't have a work permit there, who were able to slide right out the door. They just walked outside. They left. Because they knew, oh, shoot, this is an immigration raid. Oh, my God. Let me just walk outside and pretend like I don't work here. That's a problem, honey chill. And then when you start, um, you know, doing stuff like yesterday, questions are starting to be asked, like, how do you find yourself in this situation? And then you turn around and do what? You lie to people over at immigration about, oh, no, this person was supposed to give you a contract and you were supposed to have a contract for her to be working for you. Girlfriend, you know that that's a bold-faced lie. That's not what's going on here. You've got people working outside the terms of their work permit. Just admit it. Hmm. I know. I know what do y'all. So the parent company of... um, Arbutus, which is the company that uh, Don McLean Brady actually um, has the restaurant, is called AGR Group of Companies Limited. I don't know what else AGR Group of Companies Limited has, but they have three business licenses, one for mobile truck, one is a restaurateur, and one for mobile restaurants. Um, So they have restaurant like one, two, and three. I do also know that they are moving out of their current location. So they're currently in Cannon Place and they've opened up a location on Eastern Avenue and they're going to be um, vacating uh, that location shortly. My sources have said, 
I'm not going to get into the reasons why that's happening because, um, you know, that's not necessary for me to say, but let me just leave it at that. There is a reason. Um, AGR group of companies also has other business licenses, Beauty and Bling, which is a retailer. Um, where are they located? Beauty, Beauty and Ben. Oh, they're also in Canon Place. Oh, really? And they also have a license for building an engineering trade, not a contractor, so maintenance company in Cayman Brack. Dawn's a Bracker, by the way. Her mommy's um, people are from the Brack. So, um, yeah, it's a situation. And um, I think, you know, Dawn, if you're listening to the program this morning, this is probably just one of those situations where you just want to admit what's going on. You know, you screwed up. Be smart now in this moment. Don't be stupid and don't try to lie your way out of this. Because you see what you're going to end up doing, quite frankly, is um, you're going to, yeah, somebody said her mommy. Oh, bless her mommy, Miss Dolly. She's such a little sweetheart. Her mom is so sweet. Yeah, but she's, yeah, she's Dr. T's uh, niece. So Dr. Tomlinson is, is her uncle. It's a big family, the Tomlinsons and all them, as you guys know, really, really big family, right? But, you know, what you want to um, ensure that you do is somebody is asking me, how do you know all this stuff? Don't be, don't be, don't be getting like the popo now be asking me for my sources and how I know stuff. I just know stuff. You believe, you better believe. Um, oh, car rental company too. She got one of them as well. Ooh, honey, chill. What a hot mess. Um, <laughs> listen, girl, just tell the truth. It is better for you to resign from the board. I'm going to tell you how, how I would handle it. You get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Don stole the cookie from the cookie jar. Just admit it. Say, all right, I've made a mistake. Not a mistake. This is a poor decision. This isn't a mistake. This is a bad decision. You made a bad decision. You're not paying attention to your businesses. You may have too many things going on, girl. Take my advice. Sometimes you need to scale back. You work in, in a demanding position at CIAA. You've got a company. The restaurant is busy. you got all kind of staff. you got all the in-laws there in the, in the business. You know, I, I hear you complaining about them living with you in your house. You know, you got too much going on. Sometimes you just got to be like, I need to divest some of this stuff. You can't do everything. You can't be everything to everybody either. And maybe you need to talk to your husband. The streets are saying you need to talk to him about more than one thing, but we're not going to get into all of that now. But you need to talk to him, at least on the business front. We won't talk about the personal things this morning, darling. But I tell you, don't put yourself in any more limelight here by telling lies. Because that's when CMR feels a need to open up Pandora's box and start to expose everything. And you do not want everything exposed. Listen, listen to me good. I'm still trying to help you in this moment if you're paying attention to what I'm saying. Bad decision, let me resign from this board because you cannot be the deputy chair of a board. Mm -hmm. Responsible for the enforcement of our immigration laws and you yourself 
have obviously no regard for those laws for whatever reason. I don't care if you're too busy, if the husband and his family taken over and you can't get a control of the situation. I don't really care why. The reason is it has happened. Right? Okay. Now, immigration needs to pay attention because if you've done it with four or five people in the restaurant and you have all of these other business license, car dealership, this one on the brat, they need to do a full audit to see who else you may be hiring that you don't have a work permit for. So this excuse about the particular one young lady, oh, I was supposed to get a contract. Don't do it, Don. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Because what you're now doing is you're trying to backtrack and fix a situation when that wasn't the situation at all. You're going to go ask that woman to give you a contract for this girl to say, oh, yeah, she was subcontracted to work for you. That's a lie. That's fraud. And if you do that, which I know is your intention to do it because you're already blabbing your big mouth and talking it, you're going to get yourself in a world of trouble. WORC is going easy on you so far with administrative fines. Don't compound the situation and don't make it worse. We have obviously had to tell the people of the Cayman Islands, girlfriend, don't take it personal. That's what we do here. Whether you are a Palm Heights, um, the little guy running you know, the car wash doing the exact same thing, or a Don McLean Sonny who should know better, it doesn't matter to me, okay? Everyone gets equal treatment but you're not going to now try to cover it up by getting people to lie about, oh yeah, you had a contract with them. That woman, I hope she got better sense than that because she's also going to get herself in trouble now trying to create a contract and backdate it to cover your behind. Don't do it. You're going to get yourself in even more trouble. Everything you do in this country, somebody knows what you're doing and somebody is aware of what you're doing. It just so happens that little old me Got eyes and ears everywhere. So yesterday, when you went into immigration, when you went into WRC, with your eyes full of tears, you need to dry those tears now. Be a big woman. Just be a professional. Dry your tears and just do what you got to do. Hand in your resignation letter. The government should not have to ask you to resign. Okay. That's, that's where I'm going to, hopefully you have to leave this story. Please don't force me to have to say anything else on it or anything else about you or the situation. Because unfortunately, like I said, I know for a fact that you do not want Pandora's box open any more than it already is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes y'all just need to listen. Listen to Auntie Sandy, because she be trying to help you despite what you think. She be trying to give y'all good advice. Alejandro says, amen, Sandy. Um, How do you catch a monkey? (laughs) Well, sometimes you just sit back and watch. Because you know what happens with monkeys is they keep climbing climbing high, and you see the labonkey. And you're like, "Mm," the higher they climb, the more they expose themselves. So you just sit back and listen and watch and pay attention. We have too many businesses, and this is where it grieves my soul. As Caymanians, right? We have too many um, businesses that we are involved in 
that are either fronting or they're not following the law or, you know, it's just too much. And we, we're going to be responsible for the destruction of our own country. You know how ridiculous that even sounds, but that's exactly what's happening. Mm-mm-mm. It's a crying shame, quite frankly. It really, really is a crying shame. You know, um, and I, you know, it's all self-serving. It's all about, um, you know, what we want as individuals, trying to make other people happy. You know, you can't make a man happy no matter what you do with some of them, honey chill, uh, men or women. Um, so, you know, you open up businesses for them to keep them employed and give them a job. It's never going to be enough. It's not enough that you bring a brother, a sister, an aunt, you know, six siblings and and all the nieces and nephews and got them all living up in your house. It just ain't going to work. It's not even in your best interest to try to do things like this. It's a bit of a tricky situation because as someone who's married to a foreign national, I had to think about these types of things. And I'm just going to be very frank and honest with you. Um, It's the kind of things that you need to look at when you're marrying someone. And it just, it doesn't have anything to do with them being a foreign national. It could be a Caymanian. How much of a burden is that person going to be them and their family? Because when you marry someone, you're not just marrying them normally. In 99.999% of the cases, you're marrying the family. So if they've already got kids, you're marrying the kids, basically. Um, The exes, you know, that crazy ex-wife who can't get over the fact that he divorced five years ago and now he's found you and he's going to marry you. And you had nothing to do with the marriage dissolving. But, you know, she's going to hate you forever. Because now you got the husband and it's like, oh my God. So you got to think about what you're bringing into your life, into your circle when you get with people. You know what I'm saying? And uh, these are practical things that, you know, forget love for a minute. (laughs) Let's talk about the practicality of relationships. And so, you know, I, for myself, have always known that I never wanted a ready-made family. That's just not for me. I don't have the energy to put into a man who has all these children and all these baby mama drama and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, honey, chill. I don't have the patience for it. So I knew that wouldn't work for me. So I, as I got older, it became a little bit more challenging though to find a man, especially Caribbean man, that didn't have any children. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first questions I asked my husband. I said, please tell me if you got any children. And when he said no, I said, are you sure? A Jamaican in his 30s and no children, no baby mamas, no... I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you sure about this? I said, let me start doing some background checks, honey child. Where you say you're from? (laughs) You still have to ask some questions. You got to know what you are able to tolerate, what you're willing to tolerate, because it's certainly not um, for everyone. Hmm. And so you also know, you have to know when to put your foot down, right? People can come and and visit me. That's fine. I don't mind people visiting me. But I tell you what people are not going to do. They're not going to be moving into my house, (laughs) living with me as the, uh, oh, I don't think so, honey chill. Uh -uh. Nope. That ain't happening. Hmm. Oh, mess. You just got to know, honey chill. You got to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, and there's some people that have a, 
a sense of, uh, you know, they are going to, uh, they find the golden egg and child, they are going to ride that golden egg from now until kingdom come. And so men and women, you've got to be prepared to put your foot down. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have the possibility of elderly people at some point, whether it's our parents or, you know, even your in-laws. Um, sometimes they may have to come and stay with you. I mean, you know, you got to know if you can handle that type of a situation. But um, if you can't handle it, then, you know, by all means, have a plan B of where they're going to be going. But the bottom line is you can't let people use you. I think I think this is pretty important. This is a pretty important takeaway here. Um, you know, if you let people use you, um, some people ride you until the sun goes down forever. Um, and then the family comes and they're riding you too. So I don't know, but uh, figure it out. The thing that concerns me though, that's all your personal business. And, you know, if you want people to use you and you're going to be unhappy and whatever, and then they don't even respect you because they still out in these streets doing stuff that is very, very disrespectful and bringing your name into disrepute. If you're happy with that, that's one thing. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to break the laws of this country in order to, um, you know, satisfy that person and make that person happy. If the business not working, honey child, just shut it down. He'll have to find a job somewhere else as a chef. Lots of people hiring good chefs, especially if you got Jamaican skills, like cooking Jamaican food and stuff, local food. Well, there's always hiring, honey child. You know, don't don't put yourself, like I said, and ruin your reputation um, over some man. I don't care if he's your husband or not. It just ain't worth it. All right. Uh, Junior says conflict of interest. Dean says fronting. It's not even fronting what's going on here. This is quite a different situation. Um, Alejandro wants a mental health segment. All right, honey, chill. The good folks over at Health City are coming back soon. Good morning, First Lady. She says, talk, you man, for real. Mm-mm, if y'all only knew. And by the way, let me also say this. Uh, these board members who sit on boards are not doing so for free. So I think that particular board is a deputy chair. Um, she makes around, somebody said $300 a board meeting. I can double check, but that's probably not that unusual. There's some boards that actually pay you more than that because they're seen as like professional boards, like the off-reg board. That's why you have to have experience and this and that. And when you come to the off-reg board, you get compensated more than some other boards. So you're making money off the Cayman Islands government as a board member and still breaching the laws of the Cayman Islands, that's putting a little bit of salt on that womb, honey child. You're adding insult to injury. And like I said, it's just not setting right with me. Uh, Miss First Lady Chian says, I'm sitting right at the front of the class. My goodness, I love students who pay attention. Everton says, because you have the receipt and you do not want to cash them in as yet, there are times when I would rather not have to cash those receipts, not at all. You know, and if you're smart enough and you listen to how I say certain things and you act accordingly, we all good and we just move on. Mm-hmm. 
Morna says she's three persons to the right sitting in the front of the class too. You guys are so funny. Um, Charlene says, it's been a while, just asking, is this the Dawn who was or is one of the CI Beauty Pageant Committee members asking for someone who's seeking clarification? Yes, um, Dawn also was on the Miss Cayman Committee. So, um, yep, same person. Mm -hmm. She's involved in a lot. And like I said, maybe, maybe that's her downfall is she's taken on too much. And so she's not really paying attention, but I don't think that's a valid excuse because my question would be who else in the business is responsible for work permits? I know that I know it, not a husband and he has to be maybe the minority business partner. She's probably the 60% and he's probably the 40%. It's not him that's filling out immigration forms, et cetera. It's gotta be her. And it's easy. It's easy to find out, honey, child, go and look up, um, you know, uh-huh. Go look up on um, the registry. You can actually search for companies and that sort of thing. Go in and look them up and see who's the majority shareholder of the company. And also WORC just needs to look and see who has been signing those forms. You know that you can actually search. You can do a company search. Um, where, where's my um, people this morning who have access to the, the company registry information? Let me message one of them. Uh this is public information, more or less. Um, and you can check these registered companies and stuff. You see, that's why, I mean, I don't think that on the one hand, it's the whole reason why entities like the UK be pressing us to divulge, um, you know, who owns what and whatever. But you can kind of see sometimes why we get ourselves in trouble, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Because some of y'all don't have an honest bone in your body, to be honest. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Palm Heights. I saw that message. Coming to you, honey chill. Coming to you. So let me just see something here. I'm going to have a source of mine check something about the registered company. So, yeah. I mean, you know, this company has a few businesses. And... Um, you know, like I said, sometimes you just got to be careful about um, how you go about doing certain things. You know, just take take your time. Yes, honey child, you know I was thinking of you. <laughs> Brilliant minds think alike and fools seldom differ. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So um, the weird thing is, why does she have, this is a bit bizarre, because she has those registered companies, but then she also has herself trading as Arbutus Gallery Restaurant Number 3. Why would she have multiple licenses like that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's the one in Cayman Brack. Oh, yes, yeah, she has workers in the Brack as well. I forgot that. Yes. Oh. Oh, this is interesting. Hmm. Mm. Girl, how many businesses you got? For real. All right. So we have her trading as a restaurant. This one is, oh, this is the new location on School Road. So 
I have some questions about this. You have an incorporated company. Mm, see, now you got me digging all up in your business and you never want me digging in your business. Lord knows. Because when I start digging, I'll be finding stuff, honey chill. All right. Can somebody explain to me? Because this looks a little bit suspicious. Hear the logic now. She has an incorporated company that's trading as the business. That's, that's a good idea because you're separating your assets and you're protecting yourself. The new location, which is off of Eastern Avenue and School Road, is in her name trading as Arbutus Gallery. Why wouldn't she do it the way the other license has been done? Hmm. This is interesting now. And this might be a problem for her even more so because obviously if it's her trading as and the husband ain't got nothing to do with it. You see what I'm saying? She just clarified right there. She seems to be, well, in this instance, with the new location, she is the sole owner. And I already told y'all the old location is going to be vacating here shortly. That means you're acting in your personal capacity. It ain't the company, girl. So you and your personal capacity are responsible for some of this stuff, it might seem. Ay, ay, ay. So this is very interesting. I'm not sure why she's doing it that way. There could be a number of reasons why it's just her trading as. Maybe the husband, she doesn't want him in the business anymore. So the latest business license she's taken out is just her. She can be a shareholder, you know. She could be the only shareholder in the company as well. And maybe even the only director. Maybe, maybe not. Like I said, you set up companies in order to protect and separate your business assets and your business from um, yourself. She also has another company. Trading her in her personal capacity Trading as urban technologies. <laughs> so she has a computer repair business? Girl, you got too much going on. You have got too much going on. Now, this one is in Cayman Brack at the White Bay Plaza. Who's working over there in that one? WRC, y'all better start going checking all these places. The problem is, once you have demonstrated that you're willing to break immigration laws with one business and you have multiple businesses, WRC enforcement needs to go through all of them and make sure who you have working there. Nole says, sorry, Sandy, but him alone, family can visit, um, but back on the flight for them. That was my rule. <laughs> and it's actually a very good rule, I must say. Don't be trying to solve everybody's problems. Because like I said, you're seen as the golden egg here in the Cayman Islands. They're going to come latch on to you. And all of a sudden, you're responsible for everything. And they're bringing very little to the table. But you must take care of auntie and this one and that one. Oh, no, honey, Jim. Hmm. Everton says, some people in murder you. Well, some people in murder you and they don't give a rat's, you know what, about the husband's family. It's only about their family for me. That wife would have to go. Your family comes first and my family comes first as well. It's a two-way street. Uh, Noel says most of them lie about having kids. Sorry, but true. Oh, I've seen that situation. Oh, I dated someone who actually lied about having a child with a Jamaican girl. He told me about the two in Colombia. 
and then lied about the one who's like the closest. And I'm like, you thought I wouldn't figure about the one who's like right here, who's going to be coming visiting you for summers. I was like, please, you and your three children, please step aside. And you know what? I thought, what man lies about something like that and denies that? That is the, if you need a red flag, that's a red flag. No, sir. Run. Don't walk away from that situation. Ms. Dean says, my son had his first child at 35 with his wife. Yes, sir. That's unusual. Uh, Dorothy says, there's an Ebanks town in Jamaica. Yes, the Ebanks name has all kind of connections all over the place. Um, Everton says, in life, sometimes everybody needs help. But uh, before you end up in a situation that you bring somebody into your house and feel uncomfortable, you sit down and you talk to them. I said, look, I'm going to give you give you our six months or eight months to gather up your funds. Boy, Everton got a plan. Help you get yourself situated. And then that's it. You're on your own. So I agree with helping people when they're in a situation, but you sat down and you talked to them. Yeah, well, the problem to Everton, um, poor Stacey, Tracy, Tracy's like, what a hot mess. The problem, my darling, is when you bring people in, you might say we got six months and then they never leave. And it's hard to get them out once they're in. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Miss Sandy, how are you today? My dear, not too bad. How you doing? Ay, 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 ay. That's a good subject, you know. My thing with this, Miss Sandy, mm -hmm. I've been pounding this for years. Why doesn't Cayman have a fingerprinting machine at the airports and at the port? Mm -hmm. Because we, would be, not me, not you neither, mm -hmm. but the rest of people would be surprised to know how many people that we have in this island that has criminal records from other parts of the world where they come from. And I have been to third world countries where they have fingerprint machine all over. Why? doesn't Cayman have a fingerprint machine. I know the police department have one, but I'm not talking about that one because the only how they use is that is if, you know, if the, the police take you into something. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking at the airports, at the airports and at the port. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. Because the people here, are work, people come here and working amongst us, but they really don't like us. They really don't love us. They're here mm. for their benefits. Not all, but mostly all. That's my thing. And can you find out for me? Because I remember sometime back you had a, two gentlemen on. One was a retired FBI or something like that. You remember? Mm -hmm. Sometime back. And I called in because um, I called in on another radio station and they were making a big such a it was such it sounded it was so complicated for Cayman to be involved in a fingerprint machine. And the gentleman said, mm. Barbados has the um the 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 the, the um, base for, for, for database for the Caribbean. Very easy to get hooked up. The gentleman I call him myself and spoke with the gentleman. So I do not know why. Cayman is so sophisticated now, and we don't have fingerprinting machine. Can you deal with that for me? Hmm. Thank you. 
Thank you, my dear. I um, appreciate that question and comment. Uh, someone said, didn't we purchase one? And then again, a waste of government millions of dollars and um, it never came to anything. It's kind of like the immigration scanner, the um, custom scanner. We purchased a scanner that we had to end up just throwing by the wayside because it turns out the space that it was supposed to fit in, it didn't fit in. It's like we purchased a helicopter. Y'all want to talk about government wastage of money? We, we purchased a helicopter and then the helicopter wasn't fit for purpose. So we had to turn on and spend another two or $3 million outfitting a helicopter that we probably should have never purchased to begin with. Thank you, caller. There are multiple examples of government getting into a situation, trying to purchase equipment and launch programs and whatever, and it just has not worked out. You know what that is all about? You know who I'm gonna point the finger at? Civil servants. They're responsible for putting out these tenders and looking at it and whatever, and nobody thinks, ooh, let's take the measurement of the scanner to make sure it's gonna fit the space that we're building down on Portland Road. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is where, again, Caymanians fooler than fly, and we have to admit that that don't make no sense. We wasted all this money. Y'all don't want to talk about how much money is being wasted because of government incompetence, but it exists. Will we ever get a fingerprinting system? Long overdue. We're still backwards, though, sometimes. Look at this. Remember the kiosk um, that we have at the airport? I don't know who uses them. But imagine we acquired the kiosk as the kiosk in America were starting to disappear. It's like, uh, why? <laughs> so you're getting, you're now, you're finally getting it and everybody else is finally getting rid of it. There's no more kiosk at the Miami International Airport. Y'all not notice? I don't know what they did with them. I wonder if they donated them or resold them to something. Maybe they sold them to us. I wonder where they went. You go in there now, kiosks are gone. Remember when you used to be able to go and do your little kiosk thing and blah, blah, blah? That's gone. Now they're telling you, go online, do pre-clearance, do your pre-checks, do this, do that. How many people even use those kiosks at the airport? And how much money did we spend on it? Are we getting value for money? So many questions. Mm -mm -mm. Charlene says she's never even been interested in hiring Caymanians. Oh, that might be quite a different issue, my darling. Mm. Roni says, good morning, Miss Sandy and everyone. Yes, Cayman is going to the dogs. And we have to blame the previous governments and this one for the destruction of the islands. The leadership is always responsible for what happens. Well, Roni, I agree with you on certain things. But I think, and I said this on yesterday's program, the people of the Cayman Islands are to blame for more reasons than one. First of all, we elect what's there. So if we're going to blame the leadership, who put the leadership there? The leadership didn't put themselves there. So we've been making very poor decisions for a long time about a lot of the people that we elected. And I blame every single one of you voting for these people. And my, including myself. I'm going to blame myself too. Poor decisions. You know, I see how easy the people are to be hoodwinked. I'm going to give you a couple examples. During COVID, um, poor John John, you know, he's, he's easy to pick off. I hate to say it. <laughs> Whew. I try to give the man credit, you know, but poor Ting. Um, he wasn't ready to be health minister by no stretch of the imagination. 
And during COVID, you know, he was sitting there quoting Bible scriptures and trying to speak in all these different languages because he didn't have a clue what was going on. So, you know, it's like in the circus, you the performance monkey, when you don't really have a clue, you just perform and you do whatever to entertain people. But y'all sat there like a bunch of first rate fools in the front of the classroom, clapping your little flippers. Oh, look, he's reading another Bible verse. And I said, wait a minute. Are we looking for minister of health or minister of religion? Because they're actually two different things. Nothing wrong with church. Nothing wrong with a good sermon. Nothing wrong with quoting Bible verses. But that's not why I'm listening to this press conference. I can live stream church anytime I want. You see how easily the people are fooled? Poor thing, he was confusing PCR with CPR. And y'all still sitting there clapping like donkeys. Oh, Donkins can't count, but you know what I mean? Fli flippers. You're like the little seal. Woo, he, yeah. You get the leadership that you deserve, especially when it comes to politics, because that's who you're electing. Hmm? Let's take another example. McKeever Bush. Y'all been electing him for, what, 40 years? Not to say that Mr. Bush hasn't done some good things, but y'all need to look at what the man is really all about. And he does things that's going to benefit himself first and foremost. Oh, I could go through a long list of things. Hmm? Remember when he had um, Cambridge Realty? You know how much money that man must have made off of Cambridge Realty? Selling condos, multi-million dollar condos at the Ritz? Double dipping in his pension that the people of the Cayman Islands are paying for? And this man can't even behave, behave himself? He can't go through life without being drunk, drunken and slopping and beating up people and touching women. Like, really? But y'all still clapping for him and still telling him, go on through bubble. We got you. You run again. Don't retire yet. We're not done with being stupid. We would like for you to continue. And again, this week, he's on his circus, on his soapbox, performing yet again. Uh-huh hoodwinking the people, telling you, oh, look over here. Look at CUC. Why? Because he don't want you to continue talking about how he was stripped of his OBE and he's lied about it. Now he's saying, oh, he didn't lie. Tell him to prove it. It's the easiest thing in the world to prove. If they didn't strip you of your OBE, you're trying to say that the entire um, queen, uh, king now of England and all them people over there lying and poor little you, who you think you is? You don't know better than the pedophiles, the other pedophiles on the list and other sexual deviants on the list that they stripped. They're not singling you out, sir. You're not that special. I hate to tell you. Well, not maybe in your head, but not to anybody else. But he's tired of y'all talking. If y'all would just pay attention, right? Human behavior can be so predictable. He's been getting slammed. Um, <laughs> regional media has been covering it. Cayman, um, well, her name is Wendy, CNS. You know, we had the story up for CNS. I think the Compass also carried it. Um, regional News, Jamaican Gleaner, all these people. Oh, McKeever got stripped of his OB. What does he do? Jump up this week and go on Radio Cayman. Oh, I want to talk about the high cost of living in CUC. And we need to regulate CUC. CUC is already regulated, sir. Pay attention now. You're supposed to be an MP. You're supposed to know what's going on. But it's not about that. It's about creating smokescreen and mirrors over here 
to distract you from the real conversation of how this man has been disgraced internationally. And a lot of you are starting to ask the question, well, Sandy, if he's been stripped from his OBE, why is he still a JP? Mm-hmm. Why isn't the governor stripping him of that? Why is he still, well, he has a doctorate, but then that church people child, they're not gonna strip him of that. He could molest a child and they'd still allow him to keep that honorary doctorate because they so fool. So this is the reality of it. In the after show um, segment yesterday morning, folks, we started to delve into um, politics a little bit, gearing up for the election. And we have, I have said on this platform, you, the listeners have said, Sandy, come 2025, we are taking no prisoners when it comes to this general election. In other words, you have been elected to serve the people of this country, and you're getting paid handsomely to do so. And if you have not done a good job, we're going to call you, call you out on it and ask you to account for your poor behavior. And we've already seen the track record of some of our elected officials, and it is poor. You're failing. Can you recover in two years? Well, we'll see. Time will tell, but thus far, you're failing. And you're sitting now collecting $16,000 a month as Speaker of the House, and you're still failing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Things are going to be a little bit different. Because in the past, these MPs have been allowed by who? We, the people of the Cayman Islands, to do whatever they want in four years, 3.75 years. And then the last couple months, leading up to the general election, all of a sudden they come out talking about what they've accomplished and what they've done and this, that, and the next thing. And we're like, who, who are you? Should be the question that we're asking. We haven't seen you in four years. Who you is, honey Jill? But they think they're so smart. Oh, they all got a plan and how to hoodwink the people with music and dance. Again, smoke screens and mirrors. Right? They give you a free t-shirt. What the hell a t-shirt gonna do for me? I can't even wipe my rear end with that t-shirt, to be honest, because it's so rough and tough. I'm not helping nobody. You elect people to public office who are afraid to come and talk to you. Under, uh, let that sink in for a minute. They're afraid of you, the person who gave them the job. They don't even want to come talk to you and discuss issues facing this country. How on earth does that make any sense? Good morning, caller. Um, good morning, Miss Sandy. Yes, sir. You know, I, before I make this call there, I want to just say exactly what you said. You know, mm-hmm. the point that, that, that before the other election, then you're going to see the worms and come up. Mm-hmm. You understand? They're going to yes. gravitate in whatever realm they had been into, what they're doing, what they had done. And we haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not even heard. Oh, you understand? Mm-hmm. And this is, like we said, we need to take notes. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. You have other countries and state cities that don't have it like what we have here in Cayman, in the mm-hmm. island, but they are taking advantage mm-hmm. of your, your kindness. But, you know, like it's a Cayman time. And they are the ones should have been set the example. And like you said, they are working for us. The, the majority of us, the 
all came and have words that we put them there mm. and we can take them out. Yes. But you said is, is unite. We need to unite and say, look here, you haven't done this, you haven't worked it, you don't deserve another chance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That's an example. But I'll leave it like this in a great topic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we have to take some accountability in this. It's it's easy to blame the politicians, in fact, to say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> what the, the issue is them. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, quite frankly, we have a role to play in that. Hmm. Appreciate the comments, caller. 936 Bobo is the telephone number. Uh, Damien says she has a Filipino and Cayman Brack location or Alexander Hotel who's known to cook the books also. When you say cook the books, I'd like to know exactly what you mean by that. Cooking the books how? Like she's taking money from the company and cooking the books like that? Or I don't know what cook the books means exactly. Um, In this instance, if you could perhaps clarify that for me, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Charlene says, you go caller, speak the absolute truth. Damien was also agreeing with the caller earlier as well. Good morning, Carla. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Sandy. How are you? Not bad, dear. How are you? I'm good. Um, good. I understand what you're saying in terms of, you know, we Caymanians are responsible because we put them in. Yes. But if you don't elect the same person time after time, like if you vote for a different person. Right. How then do you change the pattern? Like you, if you're putting somebody different in there all the time mm-hmm. and you're still not getting any results, Mm-hmm. Then how do you change that? So because it's not the same people that have been elected. Well, for the past twelve years, it's been the same progressive government. It's been the same PPM government. So let's not look at this government for a minute because they're just in two years, right? Prior to right. that, we've had the same people in for twelve years. Right. I mean, but I I understand what you're saying. But as an individual, mm-hmm. as a country, yes, they're being mm-hmm. duped. But as an individual who doesn't think that way. And mm-hmm. you're still voting, you're still within the system, and you're still saying, okay, that one didn't work for me last time. Let me try this one. And, you know, once they're in, you have no control. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, I'm sure Denny's listening to the program this morning, and he's thinking to himself that that's why the Constitution needs to have, um, give the people more power in terms of recall and removing elected officials. I mean, McKeever Bush is a perfect example of that. This man was in the middle of a criminal trial, went to court. Speaking of Denny, I knew he'd be calling. Hold on one second. Let's have him join in. Uh, good morning, Denny. <laughs> one thing one thing you are is predictable. But to your to your point, let me just say this, Denny. Hold on one quick second. Here we have Makiva, who's in the who was in the middle of a trial, assaulting a woman, all these allegations. Anywhere else in the world almost, he would have been out of there. We have no provision in our constitution, not just for the people to remove him, but even the other elected MPs could not remove him from public office. They could only remove him as Speaker of the House, which again, the last government didn't even do that much. But you know what I'm saying? The powers are so limited. Denny, what say you? Yeah, I was just about to call you to say that. (laughs) Um, What needs to happen? is the general public needs to appreciate the necessity mm-hmm. for uniting in um, expressing to the powers that be that we want such a provision in the Constitution. 
mm-hmm. constitution order. Technically, we don't have our own constitution. We have to ask the UK to put this there. So, um, I believe that if we were to have one voice in doing that, it could be achieved. And it should be achieved mm-hmm. because if you allow them to stay in and do whatever for their full term, then they have gained the benefit of being in that position while not really representing the best interests of the Cayman Islands. Right. And, that, and, and, and to me, that means they're still winning. They, we need to have the ability to remove people from office. And it's that kind of power, or mm. a right, I should say, that would limit their abuse of power. And if they still are bold, then we just simply remove them. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I wish that in 2008 that people had the courage to tell uh, the PPM at the time to go along with that, mm-hmm. but they chose not to. And you see, when I, I've, I'm listening to you on many days talking about how we hold government accountable, how, how do you hold this one accountable? That's, it's, it's, a, it's an action that we have to take that mm. would result in accountability. There's not going to ever be an office of government mm-hmm. that, will, that will hold government accountable for us. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So mm. It's about courage and understanding and being informed on the issues, which is why having conversation about difficult issues is so important, it, especially because they're difficult. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're having conversation about something in which everyone agrees, mm. there's, not, there's not much value to that. So what, what do you say to this caller then? Her, her question is, how do we... You know, what do we do? How do we change it? How do we get them to you, perform? You took, you, you took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And we, what we need to do is we need to stop accepting it. Mm. And, and first of all, we have to, to say to, to the politicians that, that we support at election time mm-hmm. that, that we want you to support putting in such a provision in the Constitution mm-hmm. that gives us, the people, the power to actually do something about it. Because in some instances, you could have the politician, and I'm not arguing that politicians shouldn't have the power to, um, to reprimand people, but, but think about it from a, from a logical perspective. If the people who put you in power are the people, let's say in Georgetown, they put you in power. Someone other than the people in Georgetown shouldn't be able to remove you from power. Mm-hmm. It should be the people in Georgetown. That's your representative. Mm-hmm. Well, but you can only do that if you have a legal mechanism in order to carry out your desire. And mm-hmm. that, it, so whether it is recall or other provisions in law, um, you have to understand that it needs to be a provision that allows the people to take action. Mm-hmm. So anything, regardless of what you're thinking, 
-hmm. it's, it's your desire is not going to happen unless there's a legal mechanism by which you're able to do it. I call that recall. And there could be other, you know, less drastic provisions to hold politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. but, but it has to be something that's legal. Yeah. So what and all all of what Denny just said, for those of you who's like, what the heck is he saying? Basically, he said he's saying the Constitution needs to change to give you the people the power. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, all right, bye. Caller? Oh, she didn't hang on. She might have been listening through the radio. So that's the long and short of it. Um, it's not so easy to get constitutional change. That's why he was saying that we should have gotten it right the last time. But, you know, we were being sold when we were going through the whole constitutional revision process. We were being sold on half a loaf of bread is better than none. Everybody was telling you this constitution is not perfect. There's still a lot that should be there, but you know what? It's better than no change at all. Just go with it. And then maybe another 10, 15, 20, 50 years, we'll change it again. How is that working out for you? How's the one man, one vote working out for you? Michelle says, you're the best, Sandra. Thank God for you and the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Um, a midterm election. The thing I would say about a midterm election is how many of you want to waste mo even more of the people's money? Give them, give them four years. Uh, I think that you shouldn't be just recalling people willy nilly, um, you know, but there are certain egregious types of behavior that you definitely recall someone for. So if they have been arrested, involved in criminal activity and charged at that point, I think, you know, you should recall them. But to have an election every two years, what, what for is the real question. And how much do you expect someone to accomplish in two years? That's also a legitimate question. It's a question of expectation. Are we legitimately, um, you know, are we really understanding what happens within governments? I think that most people honestly have no clue, the average person doesn't know how the civil service works. They doesn't know how government work. They, they think that their politicians are responsible for things that their politicians are not responsible for. Now I'm going to get a little bit controversial here in what I'm going to say. If you really want to fix the country and fix government, you know who you need to recall? The civil servants, the chief officers who are sitting back doing nothing, some of them, the non-performers in government, they're the ones who are charged with actually getting things done. We hold the elect elected arm responsible for a lot of things. They come up with the policy ideas, but what happens when the premier of this country says to a particular chief officer, oh, I need this report, in three months or, you know, I need this report. How long is it going to take you? And that chief officer says, um, sir, I need three months and I'll get it to you. Three months come and gone, still no report. Six months come and gone, still no report. Ten months come and gone, two years come and gone. And he can't say anything to the civil servant because he is not permitted. No elected official is supposed to be permitted to talk to civil servants about their lack of job performance and getting things done. That is the responsibility of the deputy governor. 
So you have this vicious circle of no real accountability in the civil service. When was the last time you saw a chief officer get fired for non-performance or because education is failing? We can't even fire people. Listen to me carefully, folks. We are not capable. When I say we, I mean the civil service management is not capable of firing someone who doctored a report. Remember Miss Mary Rodriguez? Where is she these days anyway? She's still in civil service somewhere getting paid. Don't hear about her name anymore. But she took an education report and instructed people under her to make changes to that report. That is a criminal offense in most places in the world. That is doctoring an official document. We pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for experts to come in and assess the situation and tell us X, Y, Z. And because we don't like what their conclusions were or what they found, we doctor it and put it up to fool the politicians and to fool the people of the Cayman Islands into not fully understanding how dismal and poor our education system is. That's what she did. You, the people, were falling asleep at the wheel. You were not paying attention. You were not listening. I was one of the few people that are like, why is this woman not fired? She might be a nice person, but you can't do that. If that was private sector, you would have been fired and probably facing criminal charges. But you know what they do in the civil service? They want to talk about world-class civil service and holding people accountable? Come on now. We better start speaking the truth around here. Because all they did was take, took her out of education, made a lateral move, and put her somewhere else. She's still collecting the same salary, the same benefits, everything. That's, that is someone who, I wouldn't say she's a non-performer, but that is someone who failed in her job. How on earth are we going to fix things, fix education, if we don't have a real sense of what the problem is? You can imagine spending all kind of money to bring in consultants and experts to tell us these are the problems. This is where you're failing. This is how bad it is. And because it's, it's worse than we thought, we're going to doctor report. No accountability in this country. None. Zero. Zilch. And you know the problem? All y'all so interconnected. Oh, but Sandy, I like her. That's my Annie. She's a nice person that I don't care. What she did, she should have been fired for, and she should have been brought up in criminal charges too. Call her. Good morning. Morning, Sandy. How are you? My dear, I'm doing good. Um, I was just sitting down listening to your radio station, and I was saying, you know, this world-class civil service, I would like to know where it is in government. Mm -hmm. Send them an email. You never get a response. Huh? You never get an answer. You leave a phone call. You never get an answer. And the thing is, I would like to know how many truth-born Caymanians are civil servants. Mm -hmm. First of all, you go to the admin building. You don't even see the true-born Caymanian faces. You have to talk to someone that don't understand us. And then another thing, I don't know where this law is coming up from about having to get kids into school and you have to prove that you are a Caymanian. Hmm. I really don't know how many Caymanians are here and I don't know how many 
new Caymanians are here. But my daughter went to register her son to get into UCCI. Mm-hmm. They didn't get their results till the day before school started. And for him to get into school, she had to take time from her work to run around, to get affidavit, to get this, to get that, to prove that he's Caymanian. When he's like 10 generations Caymanian. Mm-hmm. What about the other people that their kids are not Caymanians? What is the reason to get this? Can you tell me or can you find an answer? Because I think it's more parents and grandparents that wants to know what is going on with this new Caymanian before you can get your child into school. Thank you. I will listen. Thanks for listening. All right, my dear. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, John, John listening this morning, honey, chill. I think he's understanding really and truly uh, the comments that I made about him. So he said, always remember, none died under my watch. I'm not so sure about that. This is, what is this? There is Mur, and I'm done as Minister of Health. There's more. Oh, there's more I've done as Minister of Health that you can appreciate. You don't have to like your Caymanians, so continue to tear them down. Things or people could be worse. I pray for your soul and will read a scripture to cover your jealousy. Mm, John, John. Let, let, let me try to explain myself because I don't think you quite understood what I was saying. Nobody's jealous, first of all. Let's not go down that road now. My point is this. As minister, you can read all the scriptures you want. I don't have any problem with that. You're free to read as many scriptures as you wanted. What I'm saying to you, as minister of health, during official press briefings, I was expecting more of you than just sitting there reading scriptures. I do not believe that that was the right ministry for you ever. And during a pandemic, that was made particularly obvious. Now, John, John, I don't have any problems with you on a personal level at all. In fact, I think you have reached heights that nowhere else in the world would probably be possible, but here in the Cayman Islands, you know, you've done relatively well for yourself. Does that mean that I'm not going to call you out when you're not qualified for the job? No. Does that mean that when you're not, your company at the the airport isn't paying pension and insurance for people, I'm not going to call you out about that? Well, you know, I called you out about that too when it was happening. Accountability. You can see it as tearing people, oh, you're tearing down your own Caymanians. No, I'm asking you as a Caymanian to please Follow the laws of this country. Be compliant, just like Dawn. You know, you're in a position, you're a minister. And the one thing I expect of ministers is is at least to follow the laws of this country. That doesn't have anything to do with God. He said, God always has a plan that man don't see. All these little cliche sayings, they're fine, honey child. But we need you to perform in your job. Need I also remind you that you campaign on a platform of no more work permits. Remember that campaign promise? And you had them fool, fool people again in Baden Town thinking, yay, no more work permits. Yeah, the expats are the problem. I want to be very clear that expats are not the problem. We're our own problem. We're our own biggest problem. Okay? They might be part of it, but we're our own biggest problem. Now that you have the very ministry that you could do something about, 
in terms of work permits and the, the scamming of temporary work permits, why have we not heard from you? John, John, you campaigned on a platform of no more work permits. As life would have it, right? You switch governments, fine, whatever. As life would have it, you actually got that ministry where you could go in there and demand some changes. Why are we hearing about all the changes that you're demanding? Where are you? Why are you so silent? All the foolishness that's happening in organizations at Palm Heights. We not hear you come out and say one thing about labor infractions and accountability in these companies. But yet you're talking about God has a plan that man don't see. If you want to be a minister of religion, there are a million churches here that you can join or you can start your own church because God knows everybody's starting their own church. I want you to answer to some of the things that we elected you for. I don't need a scripture reading from you. I can go to my pastor and get that. That's what I'm saying to you. And John, John, please don't take it personal because you know I ain't got no beef with you. The same way I'm going to hold the premier accountable, the same way I'm going to hold the minister of port and transport accountable, the same way I'm going to hold you accountable. Tell me why last week I'm getting messages from the likes of Miss Romelia, right? About how they've come to you talking about um, transportation and, 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 and um, what are these things called? Taxes and whatever. And you keep promising them, yeah, yeah, I got to look into that for you, blah, blah. And you can't even return a phone call. You can't even answer an email. These are the things that we've elected you to do. You're getting what, 15 grand a month, 12 plus a month? At least respond to an email, answer the people. But guess what? Election time coming up, Christmas coming up. Oh, we gonna have a Christmas party. We gonna give out turkeys and it's not that not helping nobody. I don't care about a concert. I wanna know what policies and procedures you're putting in place to help the people of the Cayman Islands. How can we have over 60,000 work permits processed last year alone? But yet, I'm hearing Caymanian children coming out of university saying that they can't find employment, they can't find a job, and they want to work in this country, their own country. I see the conversations on social media about people talking about how they have to move to another man's country to try and make it, and I'm like, what the hell? And you ran on a platform, on a political platform. No more work permits. Stop talking foolishness. There's no way you can stop work permits. That's not what I'm saying. So that was stupid. Anybody who believed it is dumber than you. That is an impossibility. But what you can do is you can put systems in place to make sure people who are getting work permits are deserving of work permits, that there's definitely no Caymanians who are trying to get into those jobs. When you see organizations like Palm Heights and others abusing our system to the heights, you have to get up and speak up as a representative of the people. That's what I'm saying to you. So don't, don't confuse yourself this morning. Talking about uh, jealousy. Nobody, not jealous of you. What do you have you think I must be jealous of? Hmm? Big child support bill? Honey child, please go sit your ass down. Caller, good morning. Hi, Sunday morning. No, sir. A couple of things, please. I wonder if these people wake up and hit their head, you know? No, they ain't. They're like, you say, when election come, I've gone to certain election meetings that they have, and I've listened to what they say on those platforms, and I just shake my head with the horns and the screaming. Yeah, it's, listen, you know what, Noel? Part of me understands the foolishness that goes on during campaign season. 
right? But we need serious talk, man. We need some serious action. And the people are the ones who are the biggest problem. That's what I said to politicians. They're circus performers. That's what they do. But why do we have to keep buying into it? I don't know. Maybe they'll wake up this election coming and do the right things. I, I'm not really certain. <laughs> somebody you know, say, somebody say, I'm, I'm jealous of his spouse giving him bun left, right, and center. I know I can't be jealous. <laughs> Man, no, that can't be the jealousy. Oh, honey, child, y'all not, y'all what, not what easy. Things, mm. things I just want to touch on this morning. And one is the lady calling about registering kids in school and proving that they are commands and stuff. There, finally, there's some laws that need to be changed. And, you know, this thing with Javier, I understand a point where he's coming from as well to, uh, uh, to what's going on. Because one of the things that we need to stop here is dishing out Cayman passports to people that are here on time and have a Cayman passport. No other country in the world will give you a passport to say that, you know, you hold a Cayman passport. Mm-hmm. When you come to this country, you're given time by work. It doesn't make any sense. If your child born here and none of the parents are Cayman, has no Cayman papers, they're still entitled to a Cayman passport. This is part of the problem that I'm thinking because government themselves don't even know who's who. And this is why now we have to turn around and do all the legwork to prove that our kids are fully Caymanians before they can get mm-hmm. even a job or get into school. Listen, first of all, let me say something about this thing, right? Um, I have a I have a daughter and I had to go through the process and I, I did it right away. I'm like, listen, I'm not waiting until she gets into school for these fools to be asking me because I'm insulted when an expat asks me if my daughter's a Caymanian or not. I'm like, what? But I said, I understand the process, okay? I'm not waiting until she goes and gets a job and then, you know, the maples and call to the world, well, y'all need to get proved to us that you're Caymanian. This is easy to fix, you know? It's very, very easy to fix. Why haven't, again, the civil servants come up with a plan to fix it? Only God knows. We don't have that many Caymanians left. <laughs> Let me be very, very nope. clear. Tell me, you have to acknowledge there's not that many of us. But to be fair to the the civil servants, the laws over the years have changed. In 1980, you might have been a Caymanian at birth. If you were the same person born in 1990 because of legislative change, you're no longer a Caymanian. I mean, it's just one big mix-up situation. But why can't we go through all of the people who are here, because, you know, that's already less than 50% of the population are Caymanians in any event. Why can't we just go through and make this one big global exercise where everybody who needs to get acknowledged gets acknowledged? And then you make it part of the birth process. The minute you are born, you either get acknowledged or not. And so this is not, you know, oh, now my children start in school and I have to go get acknowledged. I have to do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? Like, what the heck? It, it, it's a mess, you know, and it, it's just been happening now for years. And I don't, like you said, I don't understand why they can't just resolve the problem. I, I don't know what actually goes on on the fifth law of the glass house. It's like stupid laws are being made and it's just like things that, that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's not being done. And I, I just don't get it because it just seems a lot of headaches for us. You know, I've got a lot of friends that have left out of here because they can't make it here, you know, because of the cost of living and stuff. And it's just like, nobody really cares. And I mm-hmm. really think if we were making the 16000 and the $12,000 a month like they were making, then we would all be okay, but we're not. But mm-hmm. the things that they're elected for that we feel that they should work on, and to make life better for us, Kim, it's not being done. So I really, really, truly hope that this next election, you know, that people wake up. And we don't even know, like you say, we gave the PAC government the opportunity because a lot of new ones went in there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
being in there and doing things. Well, I mean, to, to be honest, it wasn't that a lot of new ones went in. The patent government, um, I can only think of one or two that were completely new. A lot of them were already in there. It's just that it was their first time trying to work together as a cohesive group of individuals. And the, the problem with that is that there's a lot of egos afoot. And um, some of them have not been able to control their egos, right? Because they're, they're too self-serving. It's all about them and not the, about the business of the people of the Cayman Islands. So when, when they go into these cabinet meetings and we hear all these stories of the infighting and this and that, that's because everybody wants to be the chief and nobody wants to be Indians. And you have to know your place, right? And if, and if they were focused on the people's business, it would be so much easier for them to just get their job done. But they have too many other distractions. And that's where I have a problem with them. And again, don't take it personal. So John, John, I don't want you to be up in your feelings now and you're not gonna talk to me for the next month or whatever. Don't take it personal. I'm not taking it personal with you. And in fact, you gotta look quirky personality that on some level I kind of like. You know, a little messy around the edges, but I mean, I guess who in came out now messy. Somebody talking about you better go pray over your wife. I mean, I don't know what kind of open relationship that is. That ain't really none of my business. You fix it or make Jesus fix it, or however you gonna sort it out. But you know, I do think that you have the potential um, to do more than you're doing. And my question is, where are you? Where are you? That's, that's my question as well. Because and I, I would I, ask I that of a lot of the done. MPs with some people at works as well. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, this thing with Palm Heights, how many Caymanians have to lose their jobs before this is resolved? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are being, you know, unlawfully dismissed from that place. Mm -hmm. A lot of people- I got, an, I got another message from a worker there this morning. Now they're scared because Palm Heights, oh, if my Lord continue, well, are we gonna talk about Palm Heights in a minute? I'm not ready for them yet, they are coming. We have a couple callers on the line. Um, good morning, uh, caller. Let me see who was up next. Now we have, um, ending in 1979. Good morning, caller. Morning. Good yes, um, morning. Hey, I wanted to say, like, I was in here fist bumping knowledge when he said about those passports. Mm -hmm. I myself, I've raised this with you before, Sandra. Mm -hmm. It is not, it is a disgust and a crying shame that Caymanians are having to not just confirm, but validate that they are Caymanians mm. simply because the government over decades, this is not a problem that started 10 yeah, years ago. Exactly. Years ago, I myself have not had a Cayman passport. Quite frankly, in protest to the stupidity mm. that was done, and in my opinion, out of blatant discrimination and in an attempt to be exclusionary to some people who chose to marry people who were not Caymanians, not thinking that these people would go on to have children, even these children like myself um, and my sister. I have two, one sister who is kind of sort of not Caymanian like myself and one who is fully Caymanian um, mm. because the laws had changed back and forth during mm -hmm. those times, which is quite frankly ridiculous. I mean, my last name dates back to mm -hmm. some of the first um, last names to ever walk the face of this island. Um, but the mere fact that we have people around here running around on PR, a passport in most civilized countries, um, is the ultimate citizenship document. Well, I'm going to let Denny jump in on this because he's also here in the live and Denny's going to tell you that it's actually a, a, it can be, but in a lot of places, it is simply a travel document. But over the years, the problem with Cayman is it has changed what it was. So when I was born, nobody can't question whether or not I'm a Caymanian because I was born here. 
back in those days, you couldn't be born here then and get a passport without being a Caymanian. So I don't have to have one single thing acknowledged for myself, but look at my daughter. She has to be acknowledged. I, I have the same problem. I have the same problem, right? Um, mind you, I have two children, two Caymanian children. They baptized Jesus with a boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was told just recently with um, applying for my son's Cayman passport that, you know, I got to go tell them where my great-grandparents' neighbors are buried. Um, yeah. so it, annoyed, it annoyed the dickens out of me that, that I even had to do that. And they, they literally said to me, you have to go down to the, I've not, like I said, I've not had a Cayman passport for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because when I went to apply for one, they were like, you've not been acknowledged. They actually told me I needed to get status and it would cost me $500, but I could write to the minister at the time to request it be waived because it, they're aware of the anomalies in the law. And what I'm saying is I am not the only Caymanian that is affected by this. And to be quite frank, I have, in protest, not gone through with this. I find it absurd, ridiculous, and stupid that I would stamp, this person is a Caymanian in mm-hmm. a Cayman passport. That is the most ludicrous crap mm-hmm. I've ever heard in my life. It is as stupid as, com- as confirming that somebody is an American in an American passport. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And while I agree with Denny that a passport is a travel document, right? We're not willy-nilly giving them out to um, Tom, Dick, and Harry. The rest of the world isn't willy-nilly giving them out to Tom, Dick, and Harry. Because I promise you, let's just take the great U.S. Tell me who would opt to have any other passport if a U.S. passport is just mm-hmm. merely classed as a travel document you could literally apply and buy, um, that, that wouldn't happen. So to disregard it, yes, it is a travel document, but my passport says mm-hmm. that it is actually the property of, well, mine still says the, the, the Queen, Her Majesty the Queen, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's called upon to do so, I must surrender that passport to her or one of her representatives. So then that, that passport isn't even really mine. Well, well, that's the case all over the world, the U.S. passport, not yours either. Exactly, exactly, right? Because they'll, they'll tell you to relinquish that too when they're ready. Give that, give that passport once you have met and satisfied all criteria required to be deemed a citizen mm-hmm. of that country. Or we just pissing it away to anybody that shows up here. Tom, Dick, and Harry, and his brother, and his children, and his dad, and his mm-hmm. dog. I mean... This isn't about excluding anybody. This is not about me saying that people shouldn't or shouldn't have the right to move on to Cayman status. But, I mean, we had people who've been here and who were here for eons and eons and eons who were on permit for 20 or 30 years. We didn't have a mechanism in place for that to even occur. But now you have people popping up here after eight years. They automatically, they get a Cayman passport. After they get a Cayman passport, do they really need to move on to status when getting the passport is really what they want? I mean, this is a bit, this is a bit hard and thing for the government, successive governments, to know that this anomaly exists. I found out when I went to apply for a scholarship that I wasn't Cumanian. I wasn't considered Cumanian. But because to be, to be fair, everybody was aware of the anomaly. Nobody really stops me from getting a job or whatever. I uh-huh. produce my parents' death certificates and I produce my voters' cards. So, well, they kind of rely on the fact that, well, if she's on the voters' list, somebody must have confirmed that she was Cumanian. All right. Thank you, caller. Yes. Appreciate it. All right. We got another caller. Um, Let me see now. Ending in uh, 3325, your comments or question this morning. Good morning, Sandy. Morning, honey chow. How are you today? My dear, I'm doing good. I see one doctor just messaged me and say, Sandy, watch your blood pressure. I said, they're not raising my pressure. You don't worry about that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Sandy, I want to attempt to try to fix a problem that most people seem that they cannot fix. 
and I have not attempted to fix anything and that's unsuccessful. Um, let me tell you, Sandy, a promise is only a promise. Mm -hmm. And a promise is a comfort to a fool, I hope you know. Right. And yes, and most cameramen seem to be. They hmm. such come to promises more. Anyway, mm -hmm. listen, I think the next election coming around, what we need to do instead of them telling us what they're going to do, mm -hmm. we need to tell them what we mm -hmm. want them to do. And listen, they can't say, okay, yes, we'll do that. They have to sign a document stating that they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Mm. Because when you don't have a paper trail, when you don't have a signature to something, you really can't do people much thing because you can say, oh, I'm looking into it. When someone says I'm looking into something, mm -hmm. you can't say that you can't say that they ain't looking into it. That's mm. what they say they're doing. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell you they're going to solve it or fix it. I'm going to look into it. Mm -hmm. the, the English is a, is a topic that most Caymanians don't really understand. We say we speak English, mm -hmm. but if you really don't understand English, you can get tricked from now till yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay? And and that is the problem we the, most of the electorate have. Mm -hmm. During election time, when they say this and say that, everybody clap hands and jump up. Oh, yeah, I'm going, I go vote for him because you hear what he said? He's going to do this and he's going to do that like the permit stuff. Mm -hmm. No, that's a promise they want to get in. And once they get in, they can change their mind and do anything because you don't have anything to hold them for, um, hold their feet to the fire for. So they didn't sign anything, say anything. They could simply say, well, yes, we say so. But but that's it. That was just my word. Mm -hmm. Okay, let, let's look at this. I want to make some comparison. My house, the House of Assembly, their workers, and my my needs. If I advertise that I need someone to cut my hedge and they, they come to my house and they say, yeah, I can cut hedge. I can cut hedge. And I say, great. I interview a few of them. Mm -hmm. they love, they're, they're the politician. They want to be elected. So they, I say, okay, you're hired. Mm -hmm. And they come. They come. And when they come, I'm not there. But when I return home, they change the color of my house. Mm -hmm. Totally not what I wanted them for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, what am I supposed to do with that person mm -hmm. that painted my house instead of cutting the head? What am I supposed to do with that? Oh, person? you better fire him quick time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the person can say, "You, you, you take him to court. What do you have to prove that that this is what you hired them for? Mm -hmm. Do you have any document stating well I hired him to cut the head? You will say no. Well, mm -hmm. hello. Mm -hmm. You don't have you, you can't go to court with this without proof, without some documentation of something. But this is what we need for the next election. Mm. Anybody that wants to be elected have to read our contract. What we want you to do, not what you're telling us we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. So that when you mess up, we can put this in your face and say hello, you're not following this. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. guess what? You're done. And I got a feeling that. This district council that we're supposed to have, mm. that is so very important because once we have a district council and all the electorate go to their councillor and state this is what we want done, that would be the appropriate person to, to, to present this, this signed document to and let them take it from there. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, have, I have my reservations about district Sandy? councils, but anyway. Does that make any sense? Yeah. You don't hire you don't hire someone and say to them, 
come and do this and you don't let them sign it. This is what I hired you for. Yeah. So it should be no different with the politicians and that's why they can do what they do mm. all the time and that is why when they make us a promise, they buy us and then we go for it and when they get in, that's what they want. Hi, goodbye, thank you. Mm. And then they do their own thing. Mm. It will continue to happen until we fix it. We need to fix it. They can't fix it. They're there thank for you. one thing. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate oh. it. Have a good day, All right, my dear. Denny, your thoughts? Um, I think the the district council are going to be political appointees. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna just get like boards. Not They're going to be completely ineffective and cost the people more money. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the reason why I called. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, acknowledgement of Caymanian status. I'm going to try to race through this mm-hmm. in a summary way just for time, but hopefully um, people will see that some of the comments about it not making sense Mm. isn't actually valid. Um, I I understand why it's done. Um, And here's, here's the reasoning. If you look at the Constitution and you ask the question, what does it say about who is the Caymanian? The Constitution says that the immigration law says who's a Caymanian. And then you go to the immigration law and you ask, well, who's a Caymanian? And the immigration law says that, well, it's a British overseas territory citizen uh, who has uh, a connection to the island. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep it simple. And uh, so what that means is that you just you're not just a British overseas territory citizen. You're a British overseas territory citizen of the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. by virtue of having a family connection. It used to be a grandparent. It's now moved down to a parent. So that so it's becoming more and more lenient. Okay, that's what the previous government did. Why is it necessary for for a person who believes that they're Caymanian be acknowledged as a Caymanian? Because your belief is nothing more than just uh, electrical energy in your mind. It's, it's just a belief, a feeling. You have to now prove that you are a Caymanian. Why is that necessary? Because prior to 1977, if you got off of the plane, let's say Hitler got off of the plane and had children in Cayman, they would automatically be Caymanian. No, no application necessary. They were just automatically Caymanian. And in, in an effort to protect Caymanians, what what was done was to put in a provision that says that you have to have a family connection to Cayman in order to be considered Caymanian. So the, 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 the rationale for doing it was in the interest of looking out for Caymanians, why it was done in the first place. But, mm. but the consequence of that is that you have to fill out an application. And, you know, if, if your parents are Caymanian 
and you need to get your children acknowledged, there's no fee to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there are certain circumstances in which people who have to be naturalized before they can get um, everything in order, they, there's a fee associated with the naturalization, but, but not with the acknowledgement. And so it's actually in Caymanian's interest that that provision exists. Otherwise, all of the people who are on work permit today, if they had children in the Cayman Islands, all of their children would instantaneously be Caymanians. That's why it's in our best interest. However, could mm -hmm. could the, the way the way that I think that Caymanians should look at this, mm -hmm. who who need to be acknowledged, is they should go to the to the Department of Work and fill out the paperwork and get it done for yourself and your children if it's if it's applicable mm -hmm. um, and 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 then that will um, address the issue but because you see what we're actually talking about is a symptom of a political relationship and and if you saw somebody let's say you saw somebody on the ground bleeding the first thought is that's going to come to your mind as well, like, what happened? Why are you bleeding? Well, the reason why we have this symptom of having to make this application in this way is because the Cayman Islands is a colony of the kingdom of the UK. Mm. And so their immigration law is what applies in 19, I think it's 81, uh, UK uh immigration act that applies that that is dictating this thing about british overseas territory citizen and then we've added added to it to say well yeah but as long as you have a relationship in the cayman islands we'll consider you a cayman and so these intricacies are symptomatic of our political relationship with the uk so your choice your choices are to either change your political status with the UK and no longer be an overseas territory, mm. or fill out an application and have it acknowledged, understanding that the reason why this was put in place is to actually make sure that Caymanians are not overran in the Cayman Islands by people who come here, have children. That's okay. the reason it was done. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. And, and one, one more, one more thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally, I understand the, the the view that are that is held about passports being Cayman passports being a travel document. Mm -hmm. I, I believe the government should negotiate with the UK to arrive at a position where the only people who should have that um, are Caymanians. Now, I, I didn't know that's that's a thorny issue because it's very complex because of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But personally, I believe people, the only people who should have it are Caymanians. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. Right. Let me see if I can get uh, Mr. Manderson on the phone this morning because he is a wealth of information when it comes to this particular topic. I think it's worth you know clarifying um, this. So let's just give him a call on the fly. If he's available, I know he's the type of person that will answer the phone. So let's see. Uh -huh. right, we like
to just attack these issues as we get them, honey jail. We're going to start our fundraising segment here in a second. Um, Mr. Manderson, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Calling you live and direct from the cold okay, hard truth. What's the, <laughs> okay, what's the topic? So we're talking about, I know we, I feel like we've spoken about this a million times, but I know your wealth of information in this regard. Um, the necessity for Caymanians to get acknowledged. Uh, someone called right. in not understanding why it needs to be done and is there a way to fix it? So let's talk about how this happened. Why is it that me, as a Caymanian, I'm now 50 years old, mm -hmm. I was born in 1973, I don't have to get acknowledged. My Cayman passport was my document to say I'm a Caymanian from day one. What has changed between yeah. then, the 80s, okay. the 90s? What happened? Right. So um, on the... 27th of March, 1977, uh -huh. a new immigration law came into force. I think it was the Cayman Protection Law um, revised that basically said that before you could become a Caymanian, uh -huh. you, one of your parents needed to be um, a Caymanian. Uh -huh. So prior to that, anyone born in the Cayman Islands automatically became a Caymanian. The law was changed back then because people were flooding into the country, having children just for the purposes of uh, allowing their children to be Caymanian. Uh -huh. uh, our grandfathers thought that that was not a good idea, and they changed um, the law to make sure that you had to have a, a, a parent that was also a Caymanian for you to also become um, a Caymanian. I think uh -huh. that was a good decision uh -huh. because made us live the life that we are living um, um, today. Uh -huh. So you, you know, we've seen other countries where you have anchor babies and all sorts of things that has caused no ends of, of, of problems. Um, so basically, what that means is that you know, my daughter, for example, uh -huh. who was born in uh, two thousand in, in nineteen ninety one, uh -huh. for her to prove that she is a Caymanian she would have to, in addition to her birth certificate, would also have to show my birth certificate or my wife's birth certificate uh -huh. to show that we were both um, Caymanians. What that means then is if, you know, she has a child, um, uh -huh. then it's the same thing. Her child then has to show that there is a, a, a Caymanian lineage, lineage um, of, of, um, of, of, of parents. Now, mm -hmm. what people should understand is that is a small price to pay for ensuring our success as a, as, a, as, a, as a jurisdiction. If we allow everyone to come into Cayman and have children that are, and they automatically become Caymanians, if we think our people have a hard time now um, getting jobs and getting into schools, just think ab about the flood that that would, mm -hmm. um, the problems that that would cause. So we people need to understand that this is not a, a grant or this is not under discretion that is given by immigration. Immigration is simply acknowledging mm -hmm. that your child is a Caymanian and giving them a piece of paper that says it. Because from 77 until now, there is not really one document that can prove that your child 
or your, you know, is the Caymanian because mm. normally the passport would be your proof of, of being a Caymanian or your proof of citizenship. Mm-hmm. In the, that is not the case here. Mm. So, so basically, you know, we talked about a national ID coming online that would mm-hmm. help clear this up. That would say from day one you're a Caymanian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we we've been working towards that and make some great great progress. We've passed the law. We're now looking at at, at implementation. But really, Caymanians should see this as a huge protection for their children, and it's as it is a little you know it's it is inconvenience for a way to have to send your documents into into work and get a letter back but for what we are benefiting from that um that decision that was made way back in 1977 i think that's a small price to um to pay so i see someone saying that the law was changed in 2017 that that brought this in that has nothing to do with what was done in 2017 no, I said no. So the laws have changed over the years, uh-huh. but nothing has changed in relation to your parent need to be a Caymanian, you know, um, before you can become a Caymanian as well. Mm-hmm. That that there's nothing really that has changed in relation to that. There's the immigration law has been you know changed over the years, mm-hmm. um, but that acknowledgement has consistently been in the immigration law from from in yeah. the 1970s. So, I mean, is there a way to make the process easier? Like I said, what I did was, because I don't want to have to deal with this in 10, 15 years when my daughter's trying to, yes. you know, go to school or get whatever. Is there a way to make it part of even the, the registration process at birth to just make it, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that is one thing that we, should, that we had looked at. And I think that's where the national ID is going to hopefully help us is that, you can get a, a national ID at, I don't think there's any age restriction. So you could get your child, their national ID that says Caymanian on it from, from day one. You know, mm-hmm. when the national ID comes out, I'm going to get one. It says Caymanian on it. And and that was, that. hopefully that is the one document that's going to clear um, this, this, this matter up. Mm-hmm. Or let's, let's put it, make it easier for, for the matter to, to, mm-hmm. to be resolved. And let me let me ask you find a way. Yes. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna ask you a question in relation to that. Is there not a way? I mean, in my mind there is, but you know, you you know how the civil service truly works. Is there not a way for the civil service to undertake an exercise of getting everyone who needs to be acknowledged acknowledged? Like a one and done type of situation. And then going forward at birth, every time someone is born, then you do it at that particular stage. Right. So one of the things that we've been looking at in the civil service, and I, I don't want to be stealing any of the minister's thunder or anything like that, because we've been doing a lot of work on the national ID, mm-hmm. is that is that we would the, the the plan is or was, and please, I hope I'm not I'm not saying anything that is that is not correct. Mm-hmm. But the, the the plan was basically if you apply for your national ID, that the the civil service, as you correctly said, would do the work behind the scenes to make sure that you are a Caymanian mm-hmm. and give you a national ID that says you're a Caymanian. Because we would have your birth certificate, we would have your parents' birth certificate, and we would be able to do the, you know, our computer systems behind the scenes would be able to do the checks and balances for us. That that was the grand plan, I think, for the national ID. Whether we have been able to achieve that, I'm not sure. And it would solve the problem of what you're just saying, is that, um, you know, 
rather than someone having to go and get my mama's um, birth certificate and get my birth certificate and go down to work and submit it. Mm-hmm. You know, the national ID may be the way to, to solve this once and for all. Mm. You know, and I talk to the, my colleagues in other overseas territories and they have the same issues as well. Um, so it's not, it's not confined to Cayman. Um, but if, if, if people want a fix, the mm-hmm. fix is to change the law back to how it was prior to 1977, that everyone who was born in the Cayman Islands, mm-hmm. regardless of who their parents are, becomes a Caymanian. That's the easy fix. Mm-mm. Well, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's an easy fix for that's the wrong the thing, fix. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate, I so know I you always have a way, it. yes, I think you always have a way of explaining it extremely well. Um, and that's why Thank sometimes you. I have to pick up the phone and give you a little ring. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the invitation but means it, open, sir, for you to come on the program. Yes, yes. There's some good things happening in our civil service that I need to share. So and I'm sure everyone has lots of questions. So, yeah, give me a couple of days and let's, let's have a show. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. So, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, France. What? Uh-oh. What? I had one more quick question. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I forgot. Yes, thank you for calling back. I had a question come in from a listener. Um, Give me one quick second here. Let me just pull this one up for you. Because she's asking about what the document says when you get acknowledged. Um, So one quick second. Let me read this. It says that. As far as Uh, I recall, it says that. Yeah. Yeah, So this person says, why does the wording on these letters differ? For example, mine says Cayman status, but my children says a right to be Caymanian. What's the difference? The difference is the law was changed to um, in 20, when was that? that? The law was changed, let's just say many years ago, to mm-hmm. remove the word Cayman status and replace it with Caymanian. Mm, okay. So before, remember, everyone had a stop saying that they had Caymanian status. That was changed to say that they are now a Caymanian. Okay. So that was just a legal so, change. So we, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, because when you when people were traveling and people and they said, What is Caymanian status? You mm-hmm. know, nobody understood what was Caymanian status, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a, if the stop says you're a Caymanian, then that puts the end to, to, the, to, to, to the questions. Mm-hmm. And is there a fee to get acknowledged? I know at one point there was a fee, and then I heard there wasn't a fee. So, to the best of my knowledge, they, they were. There was not a fee, but uh-huh. if it was a fee, it was it was a very nominal fee, twenty five dollars or something. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, all right. But I know that we certainly didn't want to be charging any you know, significant amount because all we're doing is acknowledging something that is already thing. It's a birthright of an of an individual that we are acknowledging. That's all mm-hmm. we're doing. We're not granting it to you. It can't be refused. We're just saying here's a one the one piece of paper that is proving that your child is a Cayman. Mm-hmm. So we have some people saying it's fifty dollars. Other people, Denny says there is no fee. Um, someone else okay. who sits on a board said there's no fee anymore. So it looks like, yeah. um, I, as... I, I think we may have removed the fee I, yeah. I, because, you know, it, when we saw that everyone was flooding in and everyone was requiring these letters, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some, some, you know, really, you know, if I'm an employer and someone comes to me and they says they're a Caymanian, I would just simply ask them to, you know, provide their birth certificate and their, and their parents, mm-hmm. but other, some employers want that letter. So that's, mm-hmm. that's. That's where we've we've come to. Yeah. 
Because if, if you ask for the birth certificates, then you kind of have to know your law, the law to figure out, exactly. figure it out. Exactly. And maybe some of these employers, exactly. they don't want to get it wrong. So they're like, just get acknowledged. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. exactly. Thank you so, just, so much. Just get the letter. Yeah. All right. Deputy Governor, Mr. Franz Manderson. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, folks. So that's how we like to do it here in the program. Get you the answers right away that you're seeking. Okay, let's move on. Um, we do have um, some other things. Noelle, is that you still on the line? Yeah. Oh my God. I hope you have unlimited calling, honey child, because you can have one hell of a bill. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I got um, So let's, let's talk about Palm Heights a little bit. Um, I know this is near and dear to you. Um, and then we are fundraiser. We haven't started it yet, but let me say this. We'll, we'll um, have that go on to tomorrow's program. Here's the objective. If you listen to yesterday's program, you will know the lady that had her $2,000 stolen um, called into the program and explained, because some of y'all were questioning why she had so much money in her. She was going over to Scotia Bank to pay her mortgage because they don't allow her to do so online. Scotia, get it together. Um, so, you know, her wallet dropped. This guy picked it up. He went on a spending spree over a day or two, spent all her money. Yesterday, we emailed the commissioner to say, why has this man not been arrested? And we do know that the police were chasing him to get him arrested. One source say that he still got away. And he said that, um, this is what, what he said about the police. He said, they're lucky that he didn't have a gun on them. Here it is, face to this now. Um, the person said, I saw him last night and he run and leave them. And he said that they was lucky that he didn't have his gun. Um, again, we need to deport this man. That needs to be the first order of business, deportation. So CBC, do your best to get on top of it and see what we can do about deporting this man because he is more than a menace to society. Now, the fact that they've not been able to get him as yet, I don't know what, what the heck that even means. Uh, shocking to be quite quite frank and quite honest. Um, but, you know, let, let's get on it now. This is, this is quite ridiculous. Um, everybody seems to know where he stays, where he hangs out at night, where he's at. Everybody but the RCIPS is able to see this man walking all over the streets of the Cayman Islands. <sighs> Lord Jesus. Anyway, we are going to try to assist this woman with getting her $2,000 back because now she's in the hole. She's in a bit of a precarious situation where her mortgage um, isn't, you know, I think she said she had to borrow money from a friend. She's always going to be in a hole. So this is what I'm proposing to do. We've had one person that has come forward initially yesterday. They're going to do $300. Another person said they can do $100. Listen, whatever you can do, and another person, I don't think they've said how much they can give, but whatever you can give, let us see. Because if we had um, 20 people give $100, that is the $2,000 right there. But maybe you can't give $100. Maybe you can only give $50. You know, maybe you're in a position to give more. So that'll offset the people who can't give $100. We only need 20 people to give $100 each. You know what I'm saying? For some of us, that's like a weekend out drinking and smoking and having a good time that you could forfeit to help this poor lady. So I'm asking all of you, we're going to do a little pledge drive here on the radio. You can call in, pledge whatever you want to pledge. You can WhatsApp me, um, you know, pledge it. Let's let's arrange to help this woman recover her $2,000. This is not something I do often, to be honest. I'm thinking about the last time I did this was to help Charles Whitaker probably 15 years ago prepare for one of his fights. I raised over $10,000 for him 
back on um, when I was on 104 with my straight talk talk show. I know it's possible. I know you guys have big hearts and you're willing to help people. I'm just asking you to dig a little bit now into your budget. I appreciate that times are tough with everyone, but dig a little bit deep into your budget and let's see how we can assist this lady in catching back up with, with the mortgage. Because we all have been there. We all know what it's like. You behind on one mortgage payment, Jesus knows you never get caught up. You can do all the praying in the world. You need a practical plan to make sure you can get that bank their money. I don't think they won't take your house from you now. Mm, mm, mm. Um, thank you to all the comments. Jonathan, I see you. Miss um, B, thank you very much. She says, sign me up for $100. Appreciate it. Another person just says they're going to give $50. You see, I know that you guys are amazing. This is, this is now where Caymanians of all types and really all nationalities, because some of y'all are paper Caymanians, I know you guys will come forward and do the right thing in a situation like this. And I appreciate it so much. Let's just do it. Okay, so we're, we're well on our way. I'm going to be keeping a little tally. I'll write it down and let you know what the tally is. All right, so um, Gareth says he should be dubbed as chaos instead of order. Who on earth are you talking about? Um, uh, Mr. LeMay says, thank you to Deputy um, Governor Franz Manderson. He's always a wealth of information. Magdalene says, thank you, Mr. Manderson, for the fitting explanation so we can put this to rest. I hope we're all clear about why it's necessary. Like he said, we can fix it, you know. And the fix is for everybody born in the Cayman Islands to be a Caymanian and to get that passport and you're automatically Caymanian. But Lord Jesus, we know them flights from over yeah, yeah, who, ha, yeah, wah, gonna be full. British, British airline, I read it coming loaded, honey child. She'd be coming doubly loaded. Her, she'd be, she would hardly be able to land properly. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be an empty flight coming from Cuba, Jamaica, Honduras. They'd all be coming here to have them babies chill. And then everybody would be Caymanian. Then you don't want that. Because then, of course, the children are Caymanian once they're born here. Same problem they have in America. You know? That's the problem right now, why they're trying to change the law in California. Because people crossing over the border, having a baby, the baby becomes an American citizen. Then the mother and aunt and uncle and everybody else can get citizenship off that child. Mm -hmm. Y'all pay attention. Oh, Yasmin, $100. Oh, my gosh. Let me write it down now. Hold on. Hold on, honey, chill. Because if, if I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. And can y'all please WhatsApp me? And then we'll arrange on how to get the funds um, collected. We put it all together and we'll we'll give it to her. So Yasmin, I got your girlfriend. I appreciate you so much. Um, Noelle, since you're on the phone, can I get you to donate some money? 100. All right. That's what I'm talking about. We got another caller. Hold on. Hold on. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Sandy Dexter here. Hi, Dexter. If you can, if you can tell me where Dexter money i'll donate i'll donate a hundred oh i love you so much thank you i'll be in touch dexter hold on let me write down your number now i'm gonna call you um after the show because we'll arrange how to get yeah. the funds all right darling thank you so much who I'll else can donate my number, my, my number 916 i got you you're not gonna thank tell you. the whole world i can see it on caller id <laughs> okay, <bye. laughs> all right um who else who else can pledge this morning come on people Get it together. Mary, I see you. Thank you very much. I'm putting you down now. Miss B, I got you. $100. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the original lady from yesterday, I got you for $300. Um, Miss, oh, Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Can't think your name right now, but I got you. Miss D, because I know y'all want to remain anonymous. She's going to do, um, hold on here now. Um, $50. Thank you so much. Miss V is going to do $100. Oh, bless your little heart. Look, yeah, we got to be, we got to have this $2,000 in no time. Y'all are amazing. Um, another donation from Canada. Oh, wow. Look at that. $50. Thank you. Um, yes, got you. Miss M. All right. Mr. G says, I love to hear from France Madison. I'll be looking forward to hearing an interview between you and him later. And he's going to donate $50. All right. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Um, let me see here now. Um, I'll tell you where to send the funds. Lisa, Miss L, sorry, is going to do $100. And if you if you get stuck for the full $2,000, raise it to $200, she says. All right, I'm putting myself down on the list too. Um, I put me, so I know which Sandy I'm talking about. I'm going to do $300. And then I know Miss um, D is doing $300. Hold on. Who else told me yesterday that they were going to do 100? Who was that person? Somebody else had messaged me yesterday. Okay, I got you. Let me just see who else now. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? On the WhatsApp? Let me check the other number. So this person says, good morning, Sandy. The problem with electorate is... We do not let them sign a job contract before they're hired. We let them tell us what they promise to do, and then we elect them. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That needs to change. Once they sign to an agreement, well, good luck enforcing it is a problem. Um, morning, never cut the show yesterday. We'll get back later and watch. You needed to do a show on customs now. Customs? Again? What's going on with them? Mm. 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 Max. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. Let me see. Aliano, uh, his family said they're going to do. $100. Okay, Aliano. Good. Hold on, Noel. This might actually hang up because this is a WhatsApp call, but let's grab this one. Good morning, caller. Yes, Andy. My yes. pleasure, $50. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Beautiful. Thank you, darling. Um, Alejandro says, blessed day for the lady. Um, Noel, you still there? It says you're on hold, but then I can't, I don't know how to take you off a hold is the problem. I don't see an unhold button. George says the police can't catch that thief because they don't have a police force. Like in my time, it's a police service. What a mess. <laughs> well, force or service, trust me. Um, Marissa, put you down for $50. Uh, WhatsApp me, please, um, so that I can um, get your details. Vanessa, I got you. Um, Sandy, is that the same account, Marissa? 
the the WhatsApp the YouTube one. That's you for fifty. All right. Let me do some calculations. Um, uh -huh. uh all right uh -huh. okay let me do some quick math okay oh yes that's you marissa okay good um all right wonderful all right let me do some quick math and see where we're at uh whip out the calculator so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hundreds. That's seven hundred plus. Um, hold on now. Three and three is six hundred. Mm -hmm. Plus, let's do the fifties now. Um, one, two, three. Uh huh. So we're up to sixteen hundred. Folks, we're almost there. $400 more. We can do this. Who else is in? Come on now. Step up to the plate. Let's do it. Um, oh, bless your little heart. This young lady is unemployed. Um, yes, Immersion. I will send the details um, on how you can transfer the funds. Um, look at Miss Sandy solving issues in Cayman and getting things done, says Amori. Oh, you're so sweet. Now, I'm going to... Someone had just pled $25. But honey child, I know your situation and I know that you're unemployed. So I'm going to decline your $25 because you need that so you can eat. We don't want to create another problem over here. I know that your heart is big and believe me, you, I appreciate your generosity, but I know that you really don't have it to give right now, honey chill. But I love you nonetheless. So you keep that $25. Um, you got to know when you're capable and when you're not, even when your heart is willing. So, Ms. N, I got you down for 50. Um, oh, thank you so much. We just got, oh, my gosh, we're almost there. So, we just got um, a donation for 250. So, that's 300. We just need like another 100. Oh, my God. Oh. Are you serious? Let me make sure you're donating certain mp he is always donating money child oh poor him he might be rich but he he gonna be broke too but don't worry we, we got you when you're broke honey child we have to we have a fun for you because you really have a big heart if people only knew so he is um i just want to make sure because when i saw that dollar amount i'm like are you sure is that a donating is that a donation amount oh honey child he just made my little heart burst um, thank you so much. I think we're there. If that if that one is correct, I gotta just make sure now. Make sure I'm not seeing things. Um, oh yes, that was uh huh. Thank you. Uh huh. Uh, that one's gonna do a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Yes, awesome. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure. Oh my gosh, thank you, Mr. N. From the Brack, big up yourself. Okay, I believe we've reached our goal. I mean, I hate to turn down money, but don't don't take what you don't need now. Um, that's the number one rule of generosity. Um, beautiful. All right, look at that. In record time, 
I believe um, that we have it. Oh, yes. One more came in. What? Oh, my gosh. You guys are so amazing. All right. So, um, uh -huh. so let me ask you all a question now. If we're a little bit over, because I think we might be, um, do we just give her the full amount or do we do something else with the excess? I don't know. What do you guys think? Poor thing. We might as well just give her the full amount. They're probably charging a little bit of extra interest now too. Knowing the bank. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, I think we're good. Mm -mm. All right. We're, we're done. That's it. Give it to her. Yes. I think that's good. Give her the full amount. Oh my Lord. Let's, let's give her the good news here this morning. Um, let's give her a call. Let me see. Um, let me see now her number. Oh, let me scroll back into my phone and find her again this morning. Um, oh, there she is. Let's give her the good news this morning. What a blessing. This is what you call K-Man Kaina. Somebody said, give her it in food vouchers. Mm -hmm. The majority says, give her the full amount. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? I am blessed. I give God the praise, glory, honor. Well, Despite my dear, you're going to be extra blessed this morning because I got some good news for you. So Whoa. we had a little, um, well, the man still, I'm hearing that he's still not arrested, child. He's still running around, but they still don't get him. But uh, we did yeah. our little fundraiser this morning. And in record time, we have pledges for, um, we actually went over your two thousand dollars, my dear. So we're gonna give Whoa. it all to you, um, so that you can be Whoa. blessed oh, and you can make sure that you're not in the hole with your mortgage. Oh God, God, you're good, you're good, God, you're good, God, you're good, you're good, you're good. God, you're great, God. I give you thanks, I give you praise. Like, who could it be but you, Lord? Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I surrender. I have my hands up in the air, God. I give you glory. I give you praise, God. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Yes. I bless you. God, 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 God. Mm. Lord, God, you are great. You are awesome. Oh, God, yes. I love you. Oh, can I start serving you? Oh, can I? Oh, God, turn away from you, God. Oh, can I not look into you? Hail someone's coming. My help, my help coming from you, Lord. You're blessed. Oh, God, you lay on your people in heart to bless me. Oh, God, and I thank you. I pray, God, that the basket will never empty. Oh, mm. God, I'm running over. Feel I'm pressing down. Oh, God, hallelujah. Glory mm. to God. Thank you, God. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless all mm. those who have pledged to me. Oh, yes. God, abundance of blessing will come in their store basket. Oh, God, and it will never run empty. 
the coons with oil will never go down. Oh yes. God, the viral with the meal will continue flow. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce a blessing for each and every one. Oh God, Lord, I thank you, Moses, for a lot. I thank you for me, Sanja, this morning, God, God, it, she made it possible to make this happen. God, are you do it, God, are you do it? I give you praise, glory, and honor. Mm. Oh God, I thank you. God bless you, woman of God. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. You're most welcome, my dear. And I can tell you based on the comments, you have really um, brought a lot of people to tears this morning as well. Um, your gratitude, you know, we felt your pain yesterday and uh, now today yeah. we're feeling your gratitude. So um, somebody said he's always on time. Always on time. Mm -hmm. He's on time, God. God, you do it again. You do it again, God. Like you do it for me, you will do it for others. There's nothing too hard for you to do or nothing impossible with you, God. I thank you. God, oh, blessing of the Lord is so rich. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know mm -hmm. sorrow, but this is a sorrow. This is a tears of joy. Mm -hmm. Oh, God to God. I'm so grateful I am. Oh, God to God and his people. And God bless each and every one, and I know that the blessing of the Lord, oh, we're going to store upon everyone that stretch forth their hand. The Bible says, when the blessed are profit, to get a profit reward. He said, though that lend to the poor, lend unto the Lord. Oh, God, I thank God this morning. Oh, God, I am mm -hmm. so overwhelmed. And I'm so rejoicing in the Lord and those that stretch forth their hand. Oh, God. Everywhere they chant their foot will be a blessing. Oh, God, upon them. Hallelujah. And their father and generation and children, children to come will accept the same blessing and receive the same blessing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless God. Thank you very much. You're most welcome, my dear. So I'll, I'll be in touch. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, I'll, I'll organize the logistics. It might take a day or two to get all the funds organized and deposited, but we'll we'll get you. We'll get it all to you. Yes. Thank all you right. Very much all right, my dear. You, God bless you. Well, yes, you. you're most welcome. Yes, God bless you. So, for those of you, um, you're most welcome, my dear. For those of you asking how we're going to organize it, yes, online is best. I don't like to have money in my hand, not even my own money, because you see what happens sometimes. You drop it and whatever. So um, I will send you the online um, transfer details, the banking account details. And it's very, very important that you put on their um, donation, right? So that as it comes in, it's going to be allocated specifically to this cause this morning. So um, First Lady says, glory be to God. Alma says, amen. Um, Miss First Lady also says, I feel this. Oh, my God, I'm in tears Lots of people getting teary-eyed, including myself this morning, honey chill. Um, congratulations, says Miss Perla. Um, blessings to everyone. Miss Pauline being brought to tears. Miss Juanita says, um, thanks. Uh, thank you all for helping this lady. God bless you all. Came in uh, kind. Always thanks to you too, Sandy. Um, definitely helping where I can. Miss Dorothy says, God bless you, Sandy. Um, Richard says that your son, your show has turned into a worship experience. There you go, boy. And once it's genuine, we ain't got no problem with it, honey chill. Positive vibe says, God bless you, Miss Sandra. Amen, moms, says Marissa. Cindy feeling it. I think a lot of people 
were definitely moved um, by, you know, her gratitude. Isn't that amazing? Um, someone else said, Sandra, my God, that prayers have, uh, the prayers have my husband and I crying. Uh, Sandra, you are loved. Look at what you've done in less than 30 minutes. Praises be to God. Listen, we are a people, when we want to be of action and we can get things done, there is nothing, nothing that we cannot put ourselves together collectively and coming from a good place and a good heart really accomplish. Um, another person says, the way that this lady is praising God is bringing me to tears. She's so grateful. Um, this person says, blessings, you made it possible. Another person says, child, chills. Um, God is always on time. And uh, another person says, God is good. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yes, I'll send you guys. Um, I'll go through all of the, I'm putting down everybody's name. And I'm going to go through um, all the messages. Um, uh, this person says, I'll pledge $100. I know you've reached your target, but sounds like she really needs it. Yes, I'll put you down as well. You know, um, listen, I, I believe in when people have worked hard and they've done the right thing and then they find themselves in a situation like this. As a community, you know, there's nothing wrong with us coming together and helping and assisting um, how we can. What I don't believe is giving able-bodied people a hand out every single month. Now, that's a whole different situation. And I had to tell a young lady just the other day, I noticed her um, messaging me for a um, gift card. And you guys know for my birthday this year, I should have had a big party. I mean, it was the big 5 and I was kind of, it was like wonk, wonk, wonk. You know, I didn't really have a big party. I didn't really travel or do anything. But you know what? All in time. I'm not worried about it. I'm so blessed every single day that I get up. I have health and the blood pressure is under control, honey child. That's the only little tablet I'm taking. I lost five pounds. We're going to praise the Lord for those five pounds. And I'm going to be working on the rest. We're not giving up yet. <laughs> We're going to continue to work on it. You know, relatively healthy. I can work. I'm so blessed that God has given me a good brain, good head on my shoulders, and I can make my own money. I don't need nothing from nobody. And for that, I have to be ever so thankful for. So I said for my birthday this year, what I was actually going to do was I was going to give back um, to other people less fortunate. So I bought a whole bulk thing of um, gift cards and I donated the Foster's gift cards to people. And in fact, big shout out to Foster's. When you do a little bit of a bulk order, they'll actually give you a discount. I never knew. They gave me a little discount and they said, how would you like it? We can give you the discount, like reducing the money that you're going to pay, or we can issue another gift card for that amount. I said, no, pass it on, issue another gift card. And so I was able to share. And this month now um, I've had more people because they're all gone already. I've had more people come forward saying, oh, Miss Sandy, I need a gift card. But, you know, um, I am a person who needs an explanation now. You know, I don't believe in just handouts for the sake of handouts. I need to know what's going on. My first question is, if you're young and able-bodied, why aren't you working? I, I need to know what's wrong with you, right? One person's like, oh, they have medical issues. They're medical. They're going to be um, disability. And I said, a, a strapping woman like you, disabled? What's the problem? Because there's a lot of jobs that you don't have to be standing up. You can sit down. You can answer the phone. You can do stuff on the computer. You're chatting to me on a phone. So I know the finger's working. Why are you disabled? So know that if you reach out to me for help and I start to ask you questions, it's not that I'm trying to get in your business because I'm nosy, whatever. I need to understand what your situation is because giving you a handout isn't a long-term fix. I believe in a hand up, a pull up in life. We've all been there and we've all, by the grace of God, needed other people to help us on occasion, right? 
So I need to figure out how to help you get in a better position where you don't need to constantly be asking people for gift cards. There was one, uh, funny enough, one of the young ladies, I got a message a couple of days after about her hoodwinking some old man out of his pension money. I haven't even digged into that one yet because I'm like, oh my God, what on earth? Haven't even had time to look at that situation yet. But another one, the young lady reached out and I said, what? I said, what's your name? Let me see if I can help you, but what's your name? She gave me her name and I was like, this name again? I went through, she keeps changing phone numbers. And I don't know if she's doing that on purpose, but I went through my um, phone log and could see the number of times since 2021. So now we're going into three years that this woman is constantly asking me for phone cards and about her kids and this and that. And I said, why are you not working? You are young and able-bodied, right? I can't keep giving you phone cards. I need to understand why can't you find a job and keep a job? It's a legitimate question. And she's like, oh, okay, I understand. No, the question is, I want to help you, but I want you to be sustainable on your own. And then y'all know me, I got my sources out in these streets. So when I start asking my sources in the streets, they're like, oh, her? Or she can take care of man when they're in prison though. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She can be taking them food, money, and this and that. Well, hello, you think I can go and hook up with some man in prison who's not going to be no help to me? Y'all look like you love jail bait. Some of y'all marrying these fools up in prison. How is he going to help you? Even when he comes out of prison, he's still a burden on you and your children and he's not helping you. We can't encourage that kind of slackness. So, you know, unfortunately I said to her, I do have a policy that I'll help you once. You're not gonna keep coming to me every month as though my name is Cayman National Bank and I have you on revolving credit. That's not how that works. So I believe in a little bit of tough love now, you know. Yes, I got a soft heart, but don't tell nobody about that part because I like to hold people accountable. Good morning, Dacia. She says, God bless you, Sandy, and all that helped. And for those that had the mind to help but can't, may God bless you too as well. Because I know a lot of people would have been listening and would want to give, but as you say, not in a position to do so. Dean says, Satan, you lose again. You're always a loser, Lucifer. Yes, sir. Miss Sonia says that she's in tears this morning. Uh, Miss Sue McLaughlin is here watching. Uh, First Lady says, Miss Sandy, if it's not you, then who is going to do something like this? I love you so much. Aw, you're so kind. Oh, the hallelujah button. Hello. Yes. Praise the Lord. I forgot. We should have been playing that from before. Uh, Dominique says, you're amazing. Listen, I like to think I'm just an ordinary person with a big heart. I really do have a big heart. All right. Strong Wilt says, Sandy sent out my condolences. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Let me talk about this situation. Thank you, Strong Wilt. So Jasmine from A.L. Thompson's. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. This is such a sad situation. We covered it in the news, and I knew that this was inevitable, that this moment would come. Just yesterday was the first time I went into A.L. Thompson since this happened, and I saw one of the young ladies at customer service. You could see her getting teary-eyed over this situation. And she said, I need her to come back to me so she can explain what happened. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there was no possibility of her coming back ever. She was brain dead. This young lady who was in the fire in New York went there on vacation. 
Unfortunately, um, Jasmine was brain dead. It was only a matter of the family saying, okay, pull the plug. So her son and her mom arrived in New York, I think yesterday or the day before. Let me just double check. But they've arrived in New York um, recently. And so I suspected that they were just waiting on them to get there to be able to give the word. And um, yeah, on Tuesday, I got word that they should have arrived by now and they planned to meet with the doctor, but everything was still the same. So she was on life support, um, but unfortunately uh, she was brain dead. And so, you know, they're just keeping the body, prolonging the inevitable a little bit longer. You know, the, the most crazy thing is the day that this happened on the 22nd, the day before that, she had just gotten her PR. And this was a lady who dedicated 10 years of service um, to uh, A.L. Thompson's and the customers there. You will know her friendly face if you frequented A.L. Thompson. She always had a kind word for everyone. Um, every time I'd go in, she'd speak to me, hey, Miss Sandy, you know, what's going on? And we would chat for a few minutes. So I was so shocked uh, when I heard that it was her that was um, in this fire and um, on life support. Very, very unfortunate. And we express our condolences to her family. She's got a husband and children and her mom. I am just so sorry um, for your loss. It's just, um, just unbelievable, really. So thank you, Strong Wilt, um, for reminding me. I, I meant to talk about it. Um, I didn't really, you know, I, I, I've known from the onset that she's brain dead, but I didn't really want to say too much in relation to that because I know that some of you are still hanging on to a bit of hope and um, perhaps praying for a, a miracle. And not to say that miracles don't happen, but oftentimes in a situation like this, um, you know, there's no way to reverse when someone's brain dead. So just unbelievable. And I know her family must be, you know, I can't even imagine what they must be going through at this time. So know that, you know, the people of the Cayman Islands um, are thinking about you. Uh, they will miss um, Jasmine for sure. And um, anything that we can do, you know, certainly let us know. All right, Miss Maureen says, um, fam, not a Caymanian, don't know the lady, but surely brought tears to my eyes this morning. God is good. Thank you, Miss Maureen. Um, Miss Dean says, hence the reason she don't belong in dirty old politics. Who, me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a hot mess. I think we can clean up politics, folks. It comes down to the people that you elect. And I'm not interested in politics in that sense of the word. I'm not interested in being a representative of the people in that way. But, you know, uh, look, look at the amazing stuff that we do on this platform. Every time you think in your head, oh, Sandy should be a politician. Think to yourself, but look, look at God working through CMR every day. Look at the amazing work she does through this platform, holding people accountable. She can hold them by the nuts when it's required and squeeze them tight. And then they got all upset with her. But it's all about accountability. And when we need to be when we need to be soft and give you a hug and address issues and that we we do that too. Right? Isn't that amazing? Oh, oh my goodness. Good morning, caller. 
Hi, honey. How are you? Yes, my dear. We're always grateful over here. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, I was listening to your show this morning. I loved it. Uh, it Thank was you. very hard touching and you are doing an excellent job. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and uh, I listened to uh, Mr. Manderson mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they, they really need to put better, better things in place to mm -hmm. deal with the companion. Um, because what I heard him saying that I understood, mm -hmm. um, you know, really kind of sounded a little bit too off um, in a sense of really correcting the situation. And like mm -hmm. you said, it is very easy to fix from birth, but I do not think that uh, government has that intentions. Mm. Well, he says he says they've got a plan um, to address it. Um, I don't know what's taken so long to deploy the plan, but um, you know there still has to be some process of doing the acknowledgement part of it. I understand exactly what Mr. Manderson is saying, but I think we just need to you know get everybody and like do a mass campaign, like how we do campaigns for getting people registered to vote and all this other stuff. Do a mass campaign to get everybody acknowledged, get your children acknowledged, whatever. Yeah. If you want to tie mm -hmm. that into the national ID, that's fine. Get it done. And then going yeah. forward, it's only people from then who have to, you know, um, who have to then see about uh, a new child being born or whatever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think I think I think we just need to get a handle on um, actually getting it's something that frustrates people. Um, you know, yeah. Um, I heard him said one thing that, um, you know, he is listening or they are listening to the employer mm. uh, about that letter um, that, you know, government can put things in place that actually are laws in place that they must comply with, mm -hmm. you know, for instance, uh, here I show up mm -hmm. with my Caymanian passport and my Caymanian last name. Mm -hmm. What more do that person need to ask or learn about when that national passport is well, uh, let's be let's be honest though. There are a lot of people who quote unquote have Caymanian names that are not Caymanian. Half a Jamaica, Ebanks, and Powells too, and Powerys, but that don't make them a Caymanian. And they might they might yeah. be able to get a Cayman passport, but that also doesn't make you Caymanian. Yeah. You see, but I think the I laws have changed so much over the years. Like he said, this is an issue that dates back to the 1970s, right? Where they had to put, and I know exactly why they did it. And anybody who can think about what was happening back in the 1970s, remember now I was born in 73. What we had was mm -hmm. a mass influx. Nobody ever wants to say it because we think, oh, if we identify the nationality, it happened to have been Jamaicans, that we're being rude to them. We're not being rude to them, right? There was a reason because we had Jamaican men in particular who were coming here 
And they were also having all these children. They had families back home that they were either abandoning or not taking care of. Some of them are trying to float both families. You know, you had people coming here having children. And the second you land here and had a baby, all of a sudden that baby was a Caymanian. So as he mm-hmm. said, they recognize early on that, oh, we're too small to allow everyone that has a child in this country to then claim nationality based on birth here. And so they had to put the kaput, the kahoots or kaputs or whatever in that situation. That doesn't mean that you yeah. can't get a passport, which allows you to travel and whatever. It's an ID document, a travel document. But that by itself does not entitle you to the right to be a Caymanian. So I yeah. understand fully what he is saying, but I still believe that the process of acknowledgement um, needs to be rectified. How we do yeah. it and let's just get it done. Yeah. So Ms. Debbie's asking if we were able to reach out to Ship Cayman. Ms. Debbie, you missed all the phone calls yesterday to them. We did reach out and they said that they're going to be in contact with you all, the customers. Please keep us updated on what they say because we'll then decide what the next appropriate set would be from there. Caller, thank you yeah. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, okay, then thank you. All right, darling. All right, folks, just about um, 10.30. Can you guys believe it? The time sure goes by quickly. I can't believe that every single morning you guys wake up with me and we spend three hours. Wow, that's more time than I'm spending with my husband. We need to try and rectify that because he don't listen to the show. We spend three hours together, folks, and it is amazing. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful evening. Tomorrow's Friday. We got CUC coming on, so make sure you tune in for that. Y'all, please be safe until then. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 